Ladies and gentlemen, by popular demand, I bring to you David Lord Lee, who's done a lot of research on the current state of affairs, given that we're in late 2020, in the middle of this COVID-19 pandemic business. And I think it's about time we have a real honest conversation without any kind of scripted media headlines or script at all. So what do we got? We got hundreds of billions of dollars being printed to bail out people and businesses. And how will our economies ever recover from that? Like with all this quantitative easing, all the money being given away, is it essentially universal basic income in the making? So now COVID-19 also, is it a bioweapon or is it just an accidental lab leak? And perhaps of interest, is it the catalyst or the accelerator pedal that is going to push us into increased digital interaction, both personally and professionally? Because it makes us wonder, like, are we ready as a society now and maybe as a world to replace cash with cryptocurrency? And finally, you know, is there someone or something behind all of this outside of the public eye puppeteering the whole show while we just run through a predetermined maze like true rats in a true rat race? <laughs> so those are big questions and the answers are hard to come by. But time has proven that the truth always lies somewhere between the extremities. And just a quick disclaimer here, we're not financial advisors, we're not healthcare workers, so our opinion is as valid as anyone else's, including your own and that of your dog. So take it with a grain of salt, do your own research, and arrive at your own conclusion. And I'm also really happy to say that Dave's the first person on the podcast whom I did not previously know. And now here's proof that you can meet someone new, talk for three hours about fairly controversial topics, yet still have a smile and not yell at each other and, and come out with a productive conversation. So it's time for unity, people, until there's no more time left. <laughs> All right, enough of my babbling. David Lordley on One Hour in Podcast, Bittersweet, number 16. Boom. Dave Lordley, how are you, sir? Well, sir, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. Glad man. that we could finally uh, finally get this going. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm glad you're here. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. So Welcome, let's just everybody. well, let's get right into it. Um, you recommended that I watch something about Dan Pena, and that name rang a bell. And uh, and I watched it. So it's essentially the London Real story about how the guy that started London Real. Um, was coached by Dan Pena to take his whole quitting the nine to five bullshit corporate trading and all that, and then just launch into a podcast. And then it, you know, right, I, yeah. I don't want to give it away, but Dan Pena is kind of one of those in your face, like entrepreneurs, go get it. No excuses, no bullshit. Yeah. He's, uh, he's like, uh, what, I mean, I don't know how much he's worth, but he's like, you know, he drove, totes himself as the trillion dollar man. He's probably worth 50 to $500 billion. And how I stumbled upon this guy is that many of the XRP videos that I watch, this guy's always in either the beginning or the end of it. Uh, and he's just, he's quite vulgar. He's like, you know, what the fuck are you going to do kind of thing in your life, right? Like, what are you going to tell your kids? Yeah, I like that, man. Crypto and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I like his but style, actually. Guy. Yeah, he's like pretty, you know, for, like, it's it's very uncommon for somebody who's that wealthy to be quite vulgar in public, right? Yeah. Because that's, you know, just the faux pas, right? So digging a little bit deeper, I find that, uh, he's tied to London Real, Ryan or Bruce, whatever the guy's name is. Mm -hmm. And then after you know, I dug a little bit deeper. I found that uh, the guy that does London Real is uh, used to be a Wall Street 
broker of, of sorts. Right. And um, he decided to give it all up and start his own uh, video interview type of uh, one-on-one show. You know, that's why I sent it to you. I thought, you know, this is kind of interesting. And while he was doing that, Dan, Dan Pena kind of started harassing him, saying, listen, you got to have me on my sh- on your show. You got to have me on your show. And then that started the whole process. And it's just a really good documentary about how this whole process started. Yeah. How he wanted to resist the money game and, and go back into that, that lifestyle. And, um, yeah, man. Just, you know. Well, just go watch, watch the documentary. I sent it on the channel. I'll send it out again, or you could send it out again. I'll put it. Uh, I'll put it as a link in the description to this video. Like, I literally just finished watching that. I, I guess it was just the first part. The second part, they want you to go to the just website. Part one, yeah. Part two has not come out yet. Oh, it's still not out. No. Yeah. Really? Uh, yeah. Huh. Interesting. Uh, but yeah, what I was I, quite disappointed. What I like about his style, and he is about as brash as it gets. Is that the right word, brash? I don't know if it's if brash. Yeah, that's the right word, yeah. But he speaks in a way that I think we just need to hear it these days, man. Like, we've become this so society. Well uh, like, we're so pampered, and we're so inconvenienced, and we're so aggressed and triggered, micro-aggressed about the littlest bullshit well now covid is the biggest bullshit but you know what i mean and so it's almost like we've we've lost our adaptive animal like go getter you know survival and all this and now it's all like i feel i feel this i feel that well fuck like get out of your shit you know and and, uh, anyways i i say that because that's his approach to business you know and 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 um he's realized how to get rid of fear to achieve what would have been impossible to achieve without fear. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, a good exactly. message. And he's uh, like, he runs a seminar in his castle in Scotland or Ireland, wherever the heck it is. And uh, yeah, he's quite, uh, quite boisterous and everything else. Right. He's just kind of completely out there, completely not what you expect, but obviously his method works. Um, yeah. You know, he, he, it's very lonely at the top. If that's what you want to do, and for him, money is everything. So, hey, I mean, everybody has their place in society. That's what he's decided to. Yeah. You know. Now, did you so know probably, about his father when he was growing up? Like all the shit. No, I don't know about that. Oh man. Uh, so, well, so, just just small little snippets here and there, right? But um, his dad was hardcore with him. And stuff, but but I'm sure the guy was quite hard on him. Right? Oh, dude! As soon as yeah. I found out about that, I'm like, there's the source. Because you don't end up like that without yeah. having a real reason to end up like that. And he went to war, like he went, he was fully military trained. I don't know exactly what unit. And his biggest gripe about it is that he never got real action, like killing in war. Right, and, right, right. and then I linked that back to how his father treated him and the things that he's shared publicly. And I'm like, oh my God, this guy was just dying for a reason to take out like what's what's within you know all that that strength and and it's actually better that you know he's he's doing this in the business world now and helping other people make their way yeah i mean i guess he wants to leave his legacy besides uh money right like he wants to leave some type of uh uh you know being known for something right besides just you know being quite wealthy right so and pass on what he's learned 
He's got the seven step or eight step recommended program that he uh, he trains the people. I think it's around thirty to forty thousand dollars to go on his seven day course. Yeah. Uh, less. <laughs> right. So, but and you pay the expenses to get there, right? So yeah, it, it's quite it's quite a commitment, right? And uh, and he's known to kick you out if if you're not, you know, passing the standards uh, during the course and everything else, right? So it's. Mm-hmm. It's not. Uh, it's not for everybody, obviously, right? Yeah, yeah. It's only for those people that really think it's you know what they want to do in life. That's uh, it, man. Yeah. You know, so interesting. More to life than money, right? As we all know. So well, absolutely. And this actually, you know, kind of makes me think a lot of the problems that the whole world is worried about right now, besides the health, is we're all worried that our economic system is collapsing. Uh, and I, I mean, not, not not necessarily like not necessarily everybody thinks that way, but you know, people are worried about their jobs. People are worried about their mortgages. Some have, uh, you know, already lost uh, perhaps both. And there's measures being implemented. But I kind of look back at the world over the last hundred, hundred and fifty years, man. And ever since we discovered electricity and technology and here we are, and now we don't know how life will go if every country gets really really hard hit on their on their economy and the stock markets and and then you know what's happening with cryptocurrency right now is that going to be a safe haven is that the new gold who knows so you know i've been toting the cryptocurrency thing since oh wow i think it was it was 2015 i started i think i bought my first bitcoin in 2015 Mm. for 500 it was $575. Oh, man. Uh, several of them for $575. So you're an early guy. Uh, you know, and it took me a while to convince some of the guys uh, that will be watching this tonight uh, to uh, to buy into it. Um, but, you know, it's a process, right? Okay, so it went up to 20000 then it crashed all the way down to $3,145, if I recall, on December yeah. 8th. Do you remember what 28. you were doing that night? Like, I literally still remember. I was at a uh, restaurant then. Uh, which night? <laughs> the night uh, that it went uh, to, like, to the peak. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> I sure do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, and, and I recorded the whole thing as through that process. That's why I set up that cryptocurrency chat, right, that channel. Right. So I could record everything. Yeah. That's one of the reasons I wanted to do that, right, to record it and document it and stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that was quite worthwhile, actually. I get that it's still there. And it's consuming a, a significant amount of space on my phone, actually. Because <laughs> uh, there's, there's there's charts and everything else there, right? So, so, you know, it went up to 20K, and then it crashed down to $3,145 on December 8th. And then it went up to 13000 and change. And now it's come all the way back down. And where are we now? 7500 you know? US, I think. Uh yeah, but where are we in terms of where it's going to go? And uh, so, is it going to go higher? You know, was three thousand one hundred forty-five the low, or are we going to go a lot lower? Well, essentially, is are we at the point now where we're starting to seriously consider exchanging cash for crypto? Not yet. In, in my view, not yet. We're getting close, but not yet. I agree with you. So, so the problem is, as we talked about the other day, 
you know, there's a certain amount of population that does not even understand crypto. That's it. And until we get a reasonable amount of, of adoption, of mass adoption at the bank, and I'll explain this in a second, but once we get that, then, and we get the, the like the yes, there's a, a reasonable amount of people using crypto, then they're ready to pull the plug. Okay? Yep. Um, at least that's the ideal situation. Like once people can can purchase common goods with cryptocurrency, like if I could go to a gas station today and get gas with crypto, great. If I could buy milk, if I could get groceries, if I could get coffee, if but we're just sure. not there yet. And I have a feeling that's what it'll take for mass adoption by financial institutions and you know society as a whole to make a conversion from cash to crypto, if it'll ever even happen. Did that last part? You cut out. Oh, sorry, buddy. To what? Uh, I was just saying, um, you know, uh, until we can purchase coffee, milk, gas, groceries, just yeah, everything yeah, with cryptocurrency. Uh, yeah, it's absolutely. Right. So, you know, so when is that? When do you think that will happen? And what would cause that to happen? Well, so, well I was going to say, if, if people are like the only thing, and I've said this many times, and as, as, as others have, the only thing that is keeping the current monetary system in place is faith and confidence. Whether that's faith and confidence in the Canadian dollar or the US dollar, whatever, it's faith and confidence in any type of currency system. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Once that erodes or comes into question, people then start to look for other alternatives. You can't have really two systems in play. You, know, you can have one in parallel, which we have now, because people are now beginning to uh, be told that, hey, XRP Ripple has been in play for the last four years as an international payment in the background between Canada, or pardon me, between the United States and Mexico for mm. international bank payments. They've been doing it for quite a while mm -hmm. in play, just testing it out, everything else. So that is running in parallel, to be fair. But in terms of the consumer, it's not in parallel at all. Sure, you can go and buy a coffee with your Bitcoin or whatever, but you'd be insane to do that. Where can you uh, do that? But you can. Where, where can you do that? You, you could go uh, at, well, that's a good question. You can't do it here in Canada, as far as I'm aware, but several European states, uh, pardon me, countries, you can go and use your uh, mobile phone. Yeah. Over in Japan, you can do it. Uh, the more Asian countries support using cryptocurrency to purchase goods. Mm-hmm as typical right yeah. Yeah. so they're they're always ahead of what we're doing uh but it's not mass adoption yeah, yeah and plus it's pretty stupid you would not want to be if you believe in crypto this is one of the problems if you believe in crypto why would you be cashing that crypto in to buy coffee or anything else like if you understand crypto and you believe in it then you think it's going to a million or two or three or four or ten million dollars for bitcoin why would you be cashing that in to buy coffee? Like the guy who cashed yeah. all that money in to buy that $40 million pizza. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Way back in the day, he's kicking his ass right now. So he's still alive, but I guess maybe there's, oh. there's a difference in how people see it, or maybe people see it both ways, but you know, you can see it as currency and you can see it as an investment. And I think because it's so new still, a lot of people are just, trying to speculate and make money on it 
but they're not really seeing it as a viable replacement for currency just yet, like in general. And, and to go back to your sure. point earlier is what it's going to take for mass adoption. I think part yeah. of it is I'm thinking of, of the generation ahead of us, you know, the older folks that, you know, maybe they don't know how to use an iPad as good as today's teenagers or even children or almost toddlers. Yeah, you know? I mean, well, so, as we joked the other day, you know, COVID will take care of that group, right? <laughs> yeah, that really bad joke. Everyone, we're not serious. <laughs> we are not serious. We do hope you know everyone. No, we're not. Makes we're not serious at all. But yeah, um, until the whole population is ready to hop on board, it's going to be a hard switch to see. Happen. So obviously, there's going to be a certain percentage of people that uh, have not adopted. So, so look, here is what I've been told: is the process. They will begin to roll. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll just jump in and then you can, we can roll it back if you want. But I'm jumped they in, man. <laughs> start rolling out cryptocurrency adoption at the banks. Okay. Makes sense. The reason why is that um, there is a banking collapse coming, there is an economic collapse coming. And oh, anybody who doesn't recognize that, especially today, last week or two weeks ago, you could have doubted it. But anybody that does not see that today, I would I would suggest that you need to start doing some research. What is set up right now, what has happened in the last seven days, in particular with oil, yeah, that is a major shot across the bow. When you have negative oil, yeah, that's negative prices of oil. Never okay. seen that before, right? That is telling you clearly the economy is fucked, and then you're not coming back. So when I don't I look know. out my window and I see Movadi shut down. I know that that they're not coming back. When I read articles about restaurants in Toronto shutting down and the owners losing their homes, that's just the beginning. Like the economy, we're heading into a major major deflationary depression you know that is just significant beyond what we have been taught all this time no it'll never happen why because we have a printing machine supporting the economy we have guys that Hard at work. get up there and say, oh, we'll give you money no work but the people don't understand the concept of money yeah i know my parents had a pretty good understanding of money but I definitely know my parents' parents had a very good understanding of money because they came back, came, they grew up in that time frame of the war era. Okay. Mm -hmm. In the 60s and 70s, we had mass inflation, massive amount of interest rates. But now you take a look at what we have. We have hyperinflation. Nobody says it on TV, but you definitely have hyperinflation. If you're giving away $10 trillion in the last two weeks, well, it was actually two weeks ago that period where they gave away $10 trillion in the United States. Mm -hmm. That's massive inflation right there. I'm not surprised, and, man. And like, so, you know, anybody watching this tonight, tomorrow, whenever they're watching it, April 23rd, ladies I, and gentlemen, I'll, I'll, I'll explain <laughs> this very simply. Okay. The way money printing works. And you can go to see Mike Maloney. You can see uh, Niall Ferguson and you watch any of those guys. If you really want to understand how money works, the government prints, the money. Okay. I give you a dollar, but I don't give it to you. I give it to the bank. 
The bank turns around and gives it to you at interest of 10%. So I print a dollar. I give it to the bank. The bank now lends it to you at 10%. And there's $1 in circulation. Mm-hmm. You owe the bank $1.10. Mm-hmm. $1.10 on 10% interest. Where's that 10 cents coming from? You. <laughs> Where are you going to get that 10 cents to pay back the bank? Oh, that's it. The government has to print another dollar or 10 cents and give it to the bank. And then the bank gives it to you or you earn it or whatever to pay back that 10 cents. So already you're in the negative. Right. Okay? Yeah. The problem is the banks work on quantitative easing or, or basically quantitative uh, money lending. So they will go ahead and lend not only that $1 to you, but that $1 to nine other people. Right, exactly. Without actually holding oh, physically the float for exactly, everyone. It's just, okay. it's paper. Exactly. It's all paper. So so now you're in a significant problem. Right? Okay, and that's fine because of faith and confidence in the dollar. But if everyone wants and to cash out. Guys that are on, I know those guys are on our chat that believe in it. They're, they're, in, they're investing in stocks in the TSX or the NASDAQ or the Dow Jones, whatever, and they're making money. That's great. But I'm telling you guys, day of reckoning is here. And the collapse in the stock market is knocking on the door. It's coming. So what would you recommend, Dave, for someone just hearing this almost for the first time? I'm practically hearing this for the first time because I never framed it this way. I would say um, get the hell out. Okay, Okay. so out of where? yeah. Point blank, get the hell out. I'm not going to tell you where are we going try back? to have a balanced portfolio, blah, blah, blah. That BS. That yeah. is just nonsense. Yeah, yeah. This is, there's nothing balanced about what we're going through right now. Yeah. Okay. This has never happened in the history of, well, the human history uh, in terms of recorded finance that we're aware of. And, and certainly and, not at, at a level of global. Um, uh, intertwined economies because of technology, right? Because now our entire global economy yeah, so is intertwined. We have negative oil. Now, mind you, that's a futures contract uh, yeah. for the month of, of April, okay? Because mm-hmm. we've just passed the third Friday of April. So that's a, but May is coming up. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens on the third Friday of May or the, the third, uh, fourth Monday of uh, May, if you will. Yeah. Uh, but It'll be interesting to see what happens to the futures contracts for oil um, on the third Friday of May and if they're negative. Okay. And people need to understand what that negative oil price means, right? Negative $35, meaning I don't have a place to store that oil and I will pay you $35 a barrel to not deliver that oil to me. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. Okay. In terms of oil commodities. Mm-hmm. Um, so clearly too much supply. We have way too much supply. Russia, as just as just cherry picking, Russia cannot shut down the oils. These are oil wells. These are Soviet Union era oil wells. They cannot shut them down. Why? They shut them down the oil well seas. Okay, that's There's a good article on uh, one of the art, one of the magazines, uh, New York Times, I think it was, but uh, they basically said that look. Russia cannot shut down the, these oil wells. These are pre-Soviet Union type 
oil wells that you just can't shut them down. They'll seize. And it'll cost millions to start them back up again, if they can ever start them back up again. So they will not shut them down. And it costs $40 a barrel, U.S. dollars, to run. Mm -hmm. So they're just, you know, running these oil wells. They're losing $40 U.S. a barrel. And they're running them anyway, because if they shut them down, Mm -hmm. they're in big, big trouble. And meanwhile, no, uh, no one's using the oil, and we're all at home. It's just like the, it's just like the milk producers here in Canada and the United States that are pouring milk down the drain, the chicken farmers that are throwing the eggs away. Right? That there's there's a lot of yeah. similarities going on here. It's not just oil. And again, this like is, like you said, it's that there there's a certain amount of faith in things to go on as per the norm, as we've gotten used to the norm for however long yeah, we've been alive. Correct. Like when you invest, Correct. it's because you, you trust that your investment will go towards a company that will uh, raise equity. And as a result, your individual share will grow in value because your slice of the pie is worth that much more. Um, but that's not happening now because all the people who contribute to the economy are are at home. And I'm not necessarily saying this is a bad thing, but we're at home for the sake of the people who don't contribute to the economy anymore. And that's hard to reconcile, I think. You know, like the, the the people that are most vulnerable from right. this illness, and and you know, we're seeing in in um, in retirement residences and whatever, like that the 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 death rates are are exorbitant compared to younger people. Um, but now the people that that keep the economy going, just like those oil machines in Russia, they're not producing either, mostly for the greater benefit of of those that are at risk. And so it's so I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah yeah sure okay, so. You know, let's let's talk about this because I've mentioned on the chat and I got a lot of flack for it, but I'm going to mention that anyway. This is a controversial podcast. Uh, Go ahead. <laughs> it's very controversial because you know, you know why. Uh, uh, you know, I don't I don't typically agree with the common view. That's what everyone else is for. You know, I I, I like to look at what is not common, mm-hmm. um, and that's just my nature, right? Like it's just. You know, if everyone else is thinking the same thing, then that's just not the way to think. Of I'm course. a contrarian. It, it, it's in a, in a way, right? In, in many ways. So when I look at the common view, I always question: Is that really true? And many times it is true. Just that, just that's just way how my brain works. Mm-hmm. Um, I have said from the start that I do not believe that this is real. Uh, in terms of a common flu that has turned into a pandemic. What do you think? I've said from the start that it is a bioweapon, that it was engineered in a lab in Wuhan, and now, and I've provided evidence of that uh, to support that claim, that both the United States and Canada participated in the creation of that weapon, not directly, but indirectly, uh, through the lady that was working in the lab in Winnipeg that got caught by the RCMP. And now the Harvard graduate and two other people, I believe, one of them is a lieutenant in the Chinese uh, Communist Party that they since learned, that has also been participating in sending coronavirus to to China. as well, there is remote viewing data that where they see it was produced in a lab in China. 
And now there is scientific evidence proving that it is a gain of function. Now those term, those words gain of function proves that it is not natural selection. It is not naturally recurring. So it, it, it has to be engineered. How those, can the, they, the, how can they? Just those three words, gain of function right. proves that it is not through a natural evolution of a virus. Okay. Okay. So based on uh, the it, molecular analysis of the thing, like in a lab? Based it, on it, the it, molecular analysis of the coronavirus, right. or the COVID-19 to be specific, not the coronavirus, but the COVID-19, it is not natural. They've proven that it is a engineered bioweapon. I sent a documentation in a, in a documentary that, that describes that, as well as some experts in the field that have said, look, this is a gain-of-function capability here. This is not natural evolution. Further to that, it is a combination of SARS and MERS and yet-to-be-discovered HIV. So what they did is they took SARS and MERS and HIV. So SARS, if you remember that virus, MERS, yep. which was the middle, middle uh, East respiratory Eastern. syndrome. Yeah. And HIV, everybody knows that one. Uh, and they combined that into a very contagious virus that attacks the lungs and then further attacks other, other parts of the body. And you're saying this was engineered in a laboratory on purpose by combining the two coronaviruses, which are SARS and MERS from before, along with HIV. That's but, right. Okay, so gain of function. I kind of understand in context what that means is to gain an ability that was previously not had uh, with some sort of direction that is obviously desired. Um, or uh, tell me if I'm wrong about what gain of function is, no, but, no. but who's controlling this? Because say I were to believe at face value, everything you just said, cause I haven't had time to look into it, but who's controlling this fucking thing? This thing's going everywhere across the entire world. There's no stopping right, it. Right. Right. Yeah. So, um, before I answer that, <laughs> okay. so let me just finish the thought. Okay. Sure, okay. Um, yeah. So, so that we don't come back to it. Um, so uh, it, it, the, the third component of it is that one of the guys that predicted this back in 2013, but not this, okay, not, but uh, in other words, not the coronavirus, but he predicted a sun disease that would go around the planet three times and kill, well, sorry to say, but to kill at least two billion people. Um, now it is coming out as corona meaning sun, corona, all right? And many people on the channel have, have heard me say that. And who's this guy? But his name is Cliff High. Okay. And I can hear Adolf laughing right now. <laughs> Yo, it's so, all, this is so, our show, man. Adolf can watch our show good, with man, popcorn. <laughs> uh, so, um, and so the, uh, where, where was I here before I got distracted? Uh, on the third thing. The, um, so in 20, uh, in, sorry, in 2003, you predicted this, I believe. Uh, oh, three or 13. Quite a long time ago. But his, but uh, yeah, but I think it was 2003. I still have the articles because okay. I started watching this guy or listening and reading his articles in 1997 uh, uh, for other reasons. But I think it was 2003 that he saw the linguistics come out that, that started reporting on this sun disease. Sun disease goes around the planet three times, ill wind and kills about 2 billion people. 
and uh, just, you know, whatever. Okay. And it was kind of the same kind of reporting uh, didn't really evolve from there. But now we see Corona meaning the sun. And uh, this is just the first wave. And in, in terms of the biology makeup of a bioweapon, the first wave is always kind of what we're seeing right here, a normal flu. It's the second wave for whatever reason, and I haven't had time to research this, but for this, the second wave that comes around that just, it, it the first wave uh, kind of uh, reduces your capability to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. And the second wave comes around, it kills you, okay? Or significantly damages you to, to beyond repair. And we're kind of starting to see that now in terms of the people that had COVID-19, went through the the crisis, if you will, and, and recovered, and now they're reinfected again. Okay? Right. Because that's possible. So, yeah, you're not necessarily immune. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's mutating, right? So. So anyway, the point is that there's a second wave coming and be prepared for it. Okay. So that's kind of put that off on the side. Now that we scared everyone. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that this is over yet. All right. No, I now, wish it was. There's lots of misinformation out there. And even I have questioned the, the, what is going on here. Yeah. Right? Not enough people are dying. And I don't mean to say that in a negative way. I hope nobody dies further, but that's just the truth of it. The statistics do not show that enough people are dying to justify alerting a pandemic. Right? Well, not enough people. I got, don't know if more I'd people agree died with that. last year of the common flu than this year. But what about the U.S. and Spain and Italy this year, man? They got hit hard. I, they got I don't hit hard like that. And they got hit hard. What? So let's analyze that. What did they get hit hard from? So if you have cancer, if yeah. you're fighting any other type of disease, your statistic when you die is being recorded as you died of COVID-19. But you already had a pre-existing medical condition. I agree with you. But they are recording you as dying. So I'll, I'll, I will reverse it. Find the statistic as to how many people this year, since January 1st, have died of cancer. How many? They are recording everybody dying of COVID-19. Have died, yeah. And there are articles out there where the medical profession is actually questioning, well, what's going on here? And there there are family members saying, what's going on here? You're recording that my mother or father or sister or brother or husband or wife died of COVID-19, but they had cancer or some other, you know, I got hit by a car. And by the way, it's 600,000, 606,880 people in 2019 will die of cancer. 2019, last year. Maybe that was old. Last year? Last year, 2019, yeah. That died of? Cancer facts and figures, 2020. I don't know. And how many people died of the flu? Just in North America. Right. Can't How many people died last year of influenza? I might not be able to look that up. That so, quickly, but- that's okay. Like I've lo- I've looked it up in the past and so as have other reporters and it's higher than this year. Mm. Okay, yeah. So and there's other things like that, 
you know, David Icke, whether he's right or wrong, and I don't know if he's right, to be honest with you, but he's reported that the actual testing mechanism for COVID-19 is inaccurate. And they're not really testing for the actual COVID-19 virus. They're testing for a byproduct of a ailment that comes or is produced from your lungs. So it could be or could not yeah, there's be lots of COVID-19 related. So, so, and that's the problem, right? So the d- data that we're getting that we're always relying on in terms of how many people are dying or are being affected with COVID-19 is inaccurate. Yeah, because a lot and of still, the pre-existing even conditions. Even if it yeah. was accurate, it is not enough to justify what we're seeing today compared to last year in the in, in the common common number of people that that die every year from the regular influenza yeah you 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 make a similar argument that i've thought about which is with car crashes everybody's thought about it because it's not it's natural for us to just thinking like like i've said this many times we all know of somebody that has died of cancer but i don't have anybody that i know that has died of covid19 Personally, myself, no, I, I don't either. Okay, do you have anybody that you know of that's died of cancer? I've never asked you this question. Also, not personally, no, no. I've had I've had um, no. call, uh, a former colleagues that of mine. Uh, that, have that, anybody that's died of cancer? No, they, I've had a, a few colleagues that, or, or one I can think of, but uh, I believe she beat it. So this week, uh, go out and ask your friends if anybody that has died of cancer in their circle mm-hmm. or that has died of COVID-19. So you don't, you know, and I challenge everybody to do that. Okay. And I'd be curious to see if what I'm saying is correct. All right. I would say that dying of cancer is a lot more common in terms of what you know and people that you know than COVID-19. Well, 600,000 in the U.S. last year. And uh, how many deaths do they have now? About 100,000 and some in the U.S. for COVID? Let's see if Again, I can that, that number is, I believe, fake. I know, but we don't because have another number. Cancer and you die, then they're going to record you as, oh, that person died of, well, they had lung cancer or some other type of cancer. Okay. But they may have caught COVID-19, so we're going to record it as COVID-19. So just to compare number to number, it's 190,000 so far. 190,549 on April the 23rd. So and we're it's in week terrible, number five. but it's a of third of cancer. Like, yeah, of course, like, don't take my, my cold approach to, to – to, uh, of course, it's terrible. But I have, also have to look at the numbers and realize that from the way I look at it, this is all engineered. Okay. Okay. Right so, or so, wrong. so back to that gain of function yeah. thing, right? Is yeah. if it was engineered to gain function, economic function, population yeah. control function, what function exactly, and who's controlling so, the function that, that's, that's been a engineered? Very good question. That's right. a very good question. So, the first set of data that was hidden by uh, China, yeah. and again, this is a um, this is an assumption. We don't know because everybody has said the numbers coming out of China are not real. But what the data 
on the dark web appears, and we still don't know if this is true or not, the data from the dark web appears that there's over a million people that have died in China from this initial outbreak. It would not surprise now, me that uh, uh, the regime, that it's, it's a communist regime, would be protecting the reputation of China for the sake of saving face in front of the world. And so, so there's two things. That, yeah. It's so not, it's not unreasonable to, to think that that's one possibility. Absolutely. But, and so there's two things that happen. Either that is true. The information that you see in the dark web is true, and there's over a million people that have died in Wuhan uh, from this, from the first mutation or the, from the original source of, of COVID-19, before it mutated, I should say. Uh, and the video evidence is there, people that are actually dying, collapsing on the street, and all this nonsense. Uh, or it is a massive, massive act false data, false video, and everything else. And very few people have died. And China orchestrated this entire event in terms of pandemic to get out of a agreement with the United States. And everybody probably knows about that uh, conspiracy theory. Um, very yeah. unlikely. And just there's all data that shows that it has mutated already into at least two strains, but there's now over a hundred different possible strains of the virus. And when a virus mutates, typically it loses capability. It, it, it gets weaker and weaker as it mutates. Right. So, um, you know, it could have definitely started out of the lab in Wuhan and killed a million people and they try to contain it and it mutated and mutated and then we are suffering from a weaker virus. I don't know. There's a lot of unknowns. Yeah. It is a bioweapon. So I'm not really sure exactly how the mutation works. But when I look at it, I can see that either way, from the way I analyze the data, okay, it was released on purpose. Hmm. Have your attention now. Dum, dum, dum. Uh, it was released on purpose to engineer the collapse of the economy. But why? Not Very to sound, not to so sound let's like put a child. Everything away for now. Okay? What we just talked about. And take a look at the economy today. And ask yourself, how much longer could this go on? I've oh, been right. saying for a long time, we're getting close to the end of the runway. I've been saying this for a long time. Since 2012, 2013, we've been saying. You cannot continue to print money yeah. forever and ever and ever at low interest rates. At some point, you have to pay that money back mm -hmm. or currency collapses. Okay. Okay. Now we have printed not in in Canada. Look at Canada. Canada is per household. Canada is the worst country in the world. Okay. Hold that <laughs> thought, Dave. I just want to correct myself because I I way misrepresented the figures earlier. I was looking at the wrong thing. Yeah. Uh, the U.S. actually has fifty thousand deaths, not two hundred, not hundred ninety thousand. That's worldwide, hundred ninety thousand. China according to Google at the moment has 4,600 and you're saying 4,600, 4,600. You're saying a million on the so dark. Is that a pandemic? Pardon me. 
Is that a pandemic? Well, I, I, no. I mean, I, 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 I mean, don't... everybody knows that, that there's something wrong here. I can't put my finger on it, but I know there's something wrong. There's not enough people dying. Uh, they, again, sorry to say, guys, and I don't mean it like that, but seriously. But weren't you saying there, there was maybe a million? Maybe there was a million, and it's all covered up. So maybe Absolutely. that says forty six hundred, okay. but maybe so the either a massive, who wants to be a star, type of video conferencing, video filming went on in 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 China, and they recorded all this fake video that we see on the dark web, which I don't, or there was an actual outbreak of this bioweapon in that lab, and it has mutated. We're seeing a l very weak version of that here. There's multiple different versions of uh, mutations of that virus. Okay, so Italy got hit with a really hard one. Iran got hit with a really hard one. Maybe we're getting a, a softer version of it. I'm not really sure. It doesn't really matter. The point is, it's conflicting data. That's really what the point is. Yeah, okay? and as because some... it's conflicting data. And there's not enough people dying compared to what the average number of people died last year in North America from the common flu. Okay. Does not support shutting down the economy. So you have to question, why are they shutting down the economy? Because I was told back in 2019 that they were bringing in a new financial system. And they do not want to be blamed for collapse of the current financial system that we're on, which I already have said many times, and as as others, not just me. The current financial system we're on is unsustainable. Yet they will not collapse that system and be blamed for it. So they need an excuse. And this is the perfect excuse. So now, gain of function. You have a financial system that we've been running on for a long time now, and currencies typically do not last longer than 100 years. Go watch Niall Ferguson. Um, 100 years? History, I think it's called History of Money or something, but uh, go watch his videos. He's on YouTube. Okay. And he talks about how currency just eventually collapses and moves on to another currency. We're well behind. Uh, creation of a new currency. We're, we're we're quite long in the tooth in terms of creating a new currency. And I would agree it would be digital more so than yet another form of cash. If, so now if the anything. evidence is coming out that you know. So you take a look at XRP Ripple. So mm -hmm. I, I, so you look. You have to take a look at it in terms of silos. Okay. If you look at the current economic system for the U.S. dollar, the Canadian dollar. Whatever currency you were on, you cannot pay back that interest rate. You cannot print money forever and ever and ever. Mm. Anybody that understands that, when I gave you the dollar and 10 cent interest rate scenario, you understand. You cannot continue to print money when you can't pay back the original dollar. So eventually, at some point down the road, it has to collapse. Every currency in the world goes through that. Okay, yeah. so you have that to think about. Then you have, what the hell is going on with this virus? doesn't make sense. Yet they're shutting down the entire economy. Not enough people are dying, guys. 
to justify shutting down the entire economy and you can't come out and protest. You got to stay at home. We don't want you forming large groups and protesting. We want you to stay at home because you're going to get the virus. Okay. Well, yeah, we're seeing people in the videos of TikTok. I've sent them out the videos on TikTok of nurses and doctors doing the dance in the hospital, sent the videos out of, of completely vacant hospitals. And you can argue that, oh, well, that's because that hospital is not allocated to treating patients that have COVID. Okay, well, really? That's your argument? No, I've, <laughs> I've seen a massive panic of people that are dying or have COVID-19 in whatever city, province, territory, country. Yeah. Uh, all hospitals would be on red alert and you would not have doctors in one area and nurses dancing on TikTok. Yet the other guys are working 24 seven trying to save somebody's life. doesn't make sense. It does not add up. Well, it's, it's, it's scattered. I think, I think it's scattered. It's scattered. It's very scattered. It's, it's yes, there are people dying of COVID. I'm not saying that, but there are also people that are, are just dying of, uh, a pre-existing ailment like cancer and they get COVID. Yeah. Well, okay. All right. This is a bio weapon. If you have cancer and you're fighting something and you get the common flu, okay, you might be able to fake, uh, fight that. But if you're dying of some type of cancer, you're fighting some type of cancer, to be correct, and you get COVID-19, that is a elevated version of an influenza, yeah. That has three different surfaces, okay? SARS, MERS, and HIV that you cannot generate a vaccine for. It's going to attack, and you're not going to be able to defend yourself in terms of your body, your immune response, and you're going to die. That's, that's it. Sorry. That's just what's happening. Yet, you didn't die of cancer, even though that was a pre existing condition. We mark you down as COVID 19. That's added to the statistic mm. to justify pandemic. That's what's going on. The evidence is clear. That is what is going on. Well, okay. Yeah, Young it's... people are in general are not dying. Yes. You might be able to find a small number of people that are dying of uh, uh, COVID-19, but very, very few people are dying at a young age of cancer. Uh, pardon me. of COVID-19. It's mostly people that have a compromised immune system yes. at this stage. Yep. Okay, so again, you have you have that silo. So you have the the economic situation. You have the silo of the pandemic, so-called pandemic, and then you have this cryptocurrency thing going on. So forget about these two. Take a look at cryptocurrency. If you actually take a look at the projects that are ongoing in cryptocurrency right now, mm-hmm. the amount of money that has been pumped into cryptocurrency. For the projects, for the top 100, and there's over 6,000 coins, I believe, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. roughly. Most of them are garbage. The top 100. Take a look at the intel on those projects in terms of what they're trying to accomplish and the generation of a distributed financial system. It is impressive. It is some serious, serious thought behind this process now the fact that none of this is backed by any government mm-hmm. in the world is actually the good thing 
uh, it's a good thing. I would question that in the in the reverse of it, the fact that it is not supported, okay, authorized, perhaps is a better term to, to get your thought around it. The fact that it's not authorized by any government tells you that it has to be backed by somebody at a higher level. But could because, this be because the government me, just me, wants me, to tax? It, like the government wants to tax it. Way. Let me propose it another way. Sure. Would you, if you were a, uh, a, a, you know, a very good programmer, and maybe you are, but if you were a very good programmer, would you sit there and say, hey, you know, I'm going to work on a cryptocurrency project that would bring all these other cryptocurrency projects together, or I'll specialize on a specific area of cryptocurrency and spend all my time and money and resources and get together a whole project team and everything else, millions of dollars working on this when I know that's not supported by the government. Likely not. So obviously they have a, a high expectation of probability of success with these top 100 projects is what I'm hearing. Uh, yeah, you could look at it that way. Or you could look at it the way that I do in that they've been selected from a higher authority to say, work on this. Now, when you get into the crypto space, what becomes evident when you sign up for a, an account on a cryptocurrency exchange mm -hmm. are two things, AML, anti-money laundering, and KYC, know your client. If you do a little bit of background research on both of those, you'll find out that both AML and KYC are international currency regulations, not national currency regulations. So once you sign into a cryptocurrency exchange mm -hmm. and you accept that and you submit your passport or driver's license or any other form of digital identity, you immediately become part of international law, not national law, meaning that it is not part of CRA in Canada. It is an international organization. Who? Who? Canada, who, who CRA. Who oversees the the in, this international, or or is it is that just like the like the user agreement when you get so new software installed? Two organizations. It's the IMF, okay, in the United Nations. Okay. So the UN Digital ID Twenty Twenty and the IMF are both responsible for AML and uh, KYC. So AML is anti money laundering. KYC is know your client. What's know your client about? The first one is a bit self explanatory, I guess. Yes. But provide a digital identity. So okay. submit a, a passport with yeah. your photo, holding your passport, yeah, yeah, yeah. prove that, that you are who you say you are. And once you put money from the old system that's going to collapse into the new system, <laughs> we know exactly, if you like that plug, eh? you know exactly how it gets in. Yeah, I've, I'm familiar with the- In other words, the, you didn't sell a bag of weed to get the money in there. It yeah. came from a bank account. Now, how is it anti-money laundering? Because I would see this as a facilitator. Well, you didn't sell a bag of weed. It came from Scotia Bank. Right. right. Yeah. So, in other words, if you sold a bag of weed and took ten thousand no, no, dollars, no, I, I get Scotia it. Bank, say, how the hell did where's that money coming from? Okay. Yeah. Now you can go and take that bag of weed, take the cash, and go to Instacoin at Houston's if it's still up and running at the ATM machine, the, the Bitcoin ATM machine, and buy Bitcoin there, you can still do that, but that is going to shut down soon. 
No, with a bag of weed. You can still do <laughs> local Bitcoin and, well, maybe meet the guy at the local Tim Hortons or something, mm, but I don't know okay. if you can still do that. But those things are still there, but most people don't do that, right? Most people yeah. go and transfer money from their bank account into an exchange and buy a cryptocurrency of some kind, that's it. Bitcoin or something else. Yeah. But that's part of the KYC AML process, right? So... Now it's you know, it's one of those things where just I know it's a it's a technical thing, but there's a very long key. Uh, it's I don't know if it's hexadecimal. It's got letters and numbers, very long key, and that's essentially your identifier as your identity. If I want to send you money to your cryptocurrency wallet, you give me your key, and I send money to that key, right? Yeah, it's not a key. Yeah, it's well, not that, a key. that's it's code. But if you, yeah, you're right. What if you accidentally copy paste the wrong one? Is there any kind of recoverability from that? No. No. See that? I don't know if people are going to accept that, man. So like, now we here we go. Thank you for that's a good segue. Right? So part of the process for the monetary collapse or the oh boy. I might as well just jump right into it. Uh so part of the uh conspiracy if you will okay hold that thought i'm gonna have to pee brother because i think we're getting something deep here hold, hold, just give me two okay. seconds <laughs> are we going on pause because i'll do the same okay i even, I even got a sweater because i was freezing i was talking about money collapsing good. it's like the future is gloomy and cold brother <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry about that that's okay um where the heck was i so um yeah so how do you how do you get if I was running the world, um, how would I implement a new financial system? How would you do? Well, yeah, how would I? Tell so me. I mean, obviously, one thing relates to understanding human psychology, mm -hmm. and there's been many documents people can Google uh, to prove that. The human psyche basically surrenders after 18 months of stress and torture. So after we put the common populace through 18 months of pressure, you'll accept whatever we give you. Sure. It's torture okay. in a way. So it's long, most recent. Long form torture. Sorry? It's long form torture. Yeah. Yeah. So the most recent example was, um, was the, uh, the 2007-2009 financial collapse. Okay. okay. And if you take a look at all the financial regulations and airport security and everything else that came out of all that type of nonsense, I know that the window is 18 months. So if I take a look at where we are now, I'm going to move forward 18 months and say that that's probably when we're going to see cryptocurrency implemented. Uh -huh. So you can call it January or February or March, but move 18 months forward. That's where we're going to have full adoption of cryptocurrency. We're pretty close to it. Because people will have given up the fight against it or won't have the, the resources or energy to just deal with it. And that's, so they'll just accept it as like, okay, this, this is good. This is going to help. Okay, let's do this too now. We've done the that's lockdown for a year and a half. Now we're doing crypto. <laughs> that's correct but how how are our parents going to fucking use crypto to buy groceries 
You know, that's what I don't get. So is it going to be? Getting, so let me take it another way. Yeah. If I'm the United States government, and I'm giving you universal basic income at two thousand dollars or twelve hundred dollars a month, whatever. Wait, hold on. UBI is coming you, too. Huh? We're getting UBI too. This is this is getting yeah, sweet. Exactly. <laughs> and I tell you that. You can have this, but you have to sign up for digital identity. Uh-huh. You're goddamn right you're going to learn how to do that in 24 to 48 hours or seven days or whatever the case is. You're going to learn how to do it, period. So th- that is not an argument for me. If I'm telling you and, and you have no other income coming in, the economy has crashed, it's dead, and I will give you the money, but you got to sign up for digital identity and get on the blockchain. Sorry, but you're going to fucking learn how to do that. Well, so that argument yeah. doesn't hold. Okay? Right. Fucking figure right. it out. Go talk to your hubby. Go talk to your friend, whatever. Go get a fucking phone for $50, whatever. But you're going to do it. Yeah. And once you do it, you'll get your currency. It's done. So is that, that what argument's expected? So, okay. And that's what's coming. Okay? <laughs> like, 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 you know, you can look back at this, but then really that's what's coming. But really... That is, that's a, David, that's a cocktail napkin discussion. Okay. Like David Lordly how, in September of 2021, that's, we well, be- <laughs> we're going to see mass adoption. Hey, I, it's well, not, it's not bad. You know, it's not, it's not all bad. It's just, I don't know if they would have taken this, this, even if it was a, a bio weapon that was manufactured for purposes of gain of function, loss of life, all of that. Do you believe at all that there's a chance that it just leaked out by accident? Like that's that's what I believe. I don't I don't I th- I see this as such right. a state of chaos and lack of control that way. I don't know, man. Okay. Let's 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 target that that way. You have all of these people working on the development of a cryptocurrency. XRP Ripple, IBM Stellar, Hedera Hashgraph, IBM um, Hyperledger, Chainlink, Ethereum. Like uh, There's just so many projects. I'm not even talking about Bitcoin, which is just a different conversation. All of the purpose-built cryptocurrencies that require a significant amount of skills and processing okay to come into their space okay that's all by fluke i just don't see the link you're standing up a a another cryptocurrency another currency i'm sorry not crypto but you're standing up another currency another entire ecosystem another way of i'm running the planet i get to track your ass and tax it at source and lay on this fucking global warming bullshit, which we all know is bullshit. And if you don't, then, you know, roll another joint is really, <laughs> it's fucking bullshit. Okay. Like it's April, it's freezing. It's global cooling, not global warming. Okay. Well, yeah. The but we can't look at is that. heading into a mini ice age. We're not heading into a fucking micro or, or, or mini, you know, Sahara desert here. We're, we're cooling down. We're not warming up. You think we're cooling? Okay. Uh-huh. We're cooling. We're not warming. It's global cooling. All right. Uh, you just take a look at it. It's April twenty third, twenty fourth, twenty third. Yeah, but it's, it's still two degrees. Just snowing like crazy. The the thing is, is these you take a look at 
I, I have to disagree there because I think global warming is they're talking about very small changes in average temperature over the course of an entire year for the entire planet. So it's like we can't yeah. take April 23rd in Ottawa and be like, man, it's cold. <laughs> you know, like that's that's not how we are an infinitesimally yeah, small absolutely. fraction yeah. of, of that overall I global temperature. I give you the fact that Ottawa is not the center of the universe. No. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Okay. You can't just take Ottawa. Yeah. But really, the data is misleading. It's, it's not global warming. But it's not. Going back it's to, to the, the COVID and the crypto link, I have a tough time seeing that they bioengineered this weapon to release it for the gain of function purpose of implementing crypto. Like, it would have been more effective to, to nuke, <laughs> you know, although it would have been harder to cover up than to just set this out in the world. And, and I'm with you. Like, well, I think a lot of the measures have reduced because it seems the only thing we can do is isolate. But a lot so, of the, the okay, measures. So, all right, I'll, I'll approach it another way. Because, you know, my argument doesn't just stand on a single uh, discussion here. Let's take the cryptocurrency stuff and throw it away. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sure. So now let's take a look at uh, where we are today. I think the Canadian government has printed uh, about $20 billion, maybe more. Okay. Yeah, they've printed. Quite the, a bit. It's probably more because I, I, I gave up watching that knucklehead a couple of weeks ago. Um, take a look at, at, at United States. Yeah. Just take a look at the debt. Okay. And ask yourself, how long can this go on? Yeah. Just ask yourself. No, how without long can printing, this go on? no. Can't. You have negative interest rates in Europe. Negative interest rates, which means that when you take your $100 check, $100 bill, okay, and you deposit that $100, $100 euros in Europe. And you deposit the 100 euros into the bank account with negative interest rates. That's bullshit. As soon as that goes in there, it's it's let's say it's negative two percent per annum. Yeah, it becomes ninety eight dollars. Ninety dollars, yeah. You're deposit. You're you're paying the bank just to deposit money in your bank account. Well, no one no will. No more savings anymore. Pardon. So so are you getting to the fact that it before we get to that point, people are going to want to pull their money out? But you can't pull your money out. Everything because so, doesn't exist for everyone. Coronavirus makes physical cash a no-no. It's a faux pas. I don't accept physical cash anymore. This physical cash is no. I don't want it anymore. It's got the coronavirus. Yeah. But again, I, that's not fair. I'm pulling coronavirus in. Let's just forget about that for a second. Let's just get back to the, the so, original question I asked you. Okay. How much longer can you continue this system? We're yeah. printing money. We're printing money. We're printing money. We're printing money. On and on and on and on and on. Interest rates are super negative. I can't, or, or close to zero in, in Canada and the United States so far, yeah. but negative over in Europe. How much longer? I can't raise rates because as soon as I raise rates, I got to pay the debt that I owe to the bondholders that bought that damn piece of paper. So it's in my best interest to keep rates super low. Yeah. 
But now I just printed another 20 billion, 30 billion, 50 billion, 100 billion in Canada and yeah. 20 or pardon me, 10 trillion at least in the United States. The point is it's hyperinflation. Yeah. You are printing the death out of the dollar. Go Google how much the US dollar is worth since it started and it's now less than 5 cents. It went from a dollar to now being worth less than five cents. Yeah. And it's getting lower and lower and lower the more you print it. It's hyperinflation to the point where it's going to get to zero. So if you are running the economy, if you are a global elite government, whether that's the IMF or some other body that runs the planet or supports in the running of the planet, if you don't want to believe that conspiracy. Okay. You do have to, at some point, realize the currencies of the world are going to collapse. So, if you come to that conclusion, look around. Is there anything out there that potentially could replace that? Yeah, crypto. Yeah, you got cryptocurrency over there, but ignore that. No, I well, like I said earlier, I, I agree gonna, with you. Gonna, there's going to be a digital currency if there's going to be a new currency made. I, I'm uh, going to put gold and silver in my wheelbarrow and go buy a carton of eggs. Yeah, with gold and silver. No, we're not going. So. We're not going back in time. We're going in the future here. This this may be the catalyst, the accelerator. Okay. Yeah, now, maybe, it may be. It may be. I'm going to throw something else on top. All right. If I am part of the global elite and I'm running this planet and you are part of the herd. Fuck okay? it. I want to be elite with you. Bring me on board. You're part of the herd. You exist only to pay taxes to make my life better. Now, sorry, but that's, you know. But that's already true today. Yeah. Okay. All right. Like, I'm going to. I'm going to inject you with vaccines. I'm going to send you a whole bunch of cancer treatment, make money on you, blah, blah, blah. That's a different discussion. But you exist today on this planet to make me wealthy. You're part of the herd. And I'm managing. You're part of the flock. In, right? a, in a way, yeah. Okay. By living in modern society, you kind of subscribe okay. to the herd or the... And I look over yeah. and I see this global cooling. You can call it global warming. doesn't matter what you call it. Global cool, global warming, doesn't matter. Everybody, I think, I know what the world was like in Canada when I grew up. When I looked up at the sun, it was yellow. It's not white hot like it is today. It was a nice sun when I looked up when I was, you know, in my teens. The planet's definitely changing. If you listen to what they're saying, the planet is getting ready to go through a massive change. Now, if you take a look at crop production in the world, last year was a terrible year for crop production. They okay. lost a lot of crops in terms of supply of food. Okay. So they're getting critical. Again, we're talking from an administrative concept here. I'm the administrator of the planet. I'm managing my herd, my crop, okay? My, 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 uh, the people that are paying the taxes for me so that I can, you know, the soldiers, have a great life. the soldiers that march to the orders okay. you dictate right. is what you're saying. So I have to get ready to uh, prepare the planet and the population for what we're entering into with the solar minimum. 
okay, where there's very few sunspots, the planet cools down, food production gets very, very small, if not die, we lose crops, we don't have enough food to feed the planet. Hold on, I'm stuck at the sun. What's happening to the sun? Well, that's a different issue, but it's it's, it's <laughs> called solar minimum. It's okay. solar minimum, where, where you have fewer and fewer sunspots. All right. I I don't. And how, because how do, of well, we need sunspots. We need sun. We need what's sunspots. a sunspot? What's what's a sunspot? That's yeah. when the sun produces a corona mass ejection. Okay, and we need these violent eruptions of the sun to keep okay. the the planet thriving. Okay. Keep, keep the planet going. All right. It's basically the best way I can describe it. Okay. So when you enter a solar minimum, the planet obviously cools down and you have violent weather. You don't have the proper regulation of, of the planet in terms of the ecosystem. You lose a significant amount of food production. And now, as an administrator, it becomes very difficult to feed the planet. So okay. what are you going to do? You're going to continue on, just ignore that and say, okay, well, we'll deal with that situation. And now you have 7 billion people that you need to feed. And you can see where the rioting starts and you lose control of that situation for food. You also see that there are significant weather changes coming. Yeah. Because of the solar minimum. And when you see that, and the weather changes cause a catastrophic event in a country. Yeah. Such that the country itself cannot survive that catastrophic event. And you're the IMF. You're the International Monetary Fund. Okay. Okay. And that country cannot survive. As an example, let's say United States, California slips into the ocean through a massive earthquake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, clearly, that's going to fuck up United States. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Like, basically, all of the technology brains yeah. in the United States is gone. Yeah. How are you going to support the United States? You can't. Yeah. What happens if, if similar issues happen everywhere else? And you also have a collapsing food supply. But what happens is you get retards causing a massive panic. Going out, killing people, massive riots. Like, listen. It is a, no, it is when, a possibility. You know, man. There's a famous saying when people lose everything, they yeah. lose it. Well, yeah. And especially their freedom. Like at this point, we're, yeah. we're quasi incarcerated in our own homes, but. Quasi incarcerated. How much longer do you think people are going to be able to put? You're already seeing videos right now of people just yeah, starting man. to get very angry with the whole system. Look, I live alone, In bro. The like States? it's it's been it's been a month, and I'll be honest, like my patience is trickling down, like because I'm getting cabin fever, and it's not healthy for my mental health, and it's not healthy for the mental health of people across the entire world. So once they're ready to press resume, unless whether we press resume and we go flip straight to cryptocurrency or we go back to the old model just as if nothing happened. I don't know. Right. So again, we're we're not talking about crypto. We're just talking about what's going to happen here, right? Yeah. You don't do anything. 
you know the 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 dollar is going to eventually collapse so you can't continue the current system then you lay on top of that the recognition that there is and it, anybody google it don't listen to me go ahead and google food production and well to be fair don't include april onwards because now they've shut down for sure um, well they shut down uh food plants mm-hmm. they shut down 25 percent of the supply of all pork in the united states and canada cargill and a whole bunch of other companies have just completely shut down yeah because they're Didn't Car- their workers cargill... are showing up with covid19 right 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 okay so the whole plant is shut down yeah i was like how, how like how can that be how how can after everything that's happened, if you're ill and you have symptoms, which some people don't even, how can you go to work? Like I read that story about about uh, Cargill, and I was like, "What's going on?" So the problem is, is it's asymmetric. Uh, uh, what's, the, what's the terminology? Uh, 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 not not symmetric. Uh, wow. Asymptomatic. Thank you. Yeah. Asymptomatic. asymptomatic. So the problem is it's asymptomatic, and it's asymptomatic up to uh, uh, about 14 days, give or take. Okay. So you could have COVID and not even know it. So you go to the manufacturing plant, whether that's pork or chicken or whatever it is, and you don't know. You're touching your face, whatever, and you know, you're packaging the chicken, whatever, and you're sending it off. And you got now COVID with salmonella. Beef is infected. Right, because you've been touching your face and everything, <laughs> and it off it goes, and you've just sent that virus out. Now they've proven that the, the if you believe this, the the uh, COVID nineteen virus can exist in a frozen state forever. Great. Go span. Go Google Spanish. The go uh, Google the the Spanish influenza. You'll see that they dug up the Spanish influenza from frozen carcasses a long, long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Tardigrades can survive too. They're actually the smallest animal. So you go and you take that chicken or whatever it is, that meat product from the grocery store, Loblaws, Sobeys, you bring it home, you stick it in your freezer. Mm -hmm. It's still there. As soon as you thaw it out, it becomes active. Yeah, it's going to be multiple waves of this, for sure. For sure. Hey, you're fucked. I mean, like, what are you going to do? Dave, what are we going to do, man? What? Invest in crypto? I don't know. No, no, no. We're not talking about crypto now. We're just talking about this situation <laughs> I just, here. Okay? I, I, We're not uh, talking about crypto. You know what it is, man? Is if I if I were to look into this any more than I have, and I, and I only looked into it when I was sick for like a few days because I wanted to know, okay, what's going on? What am I sick with? Didn't even know if I had the COVID or not. Whatever. Doesn't matter. But it drives me insane because it, it takes away hope. It, it takes away my my vision of hope for the future. But don't let it take away your vision of hope, man. Like, I'll give you a ray of hope. Invest in crypto. <laughs> well, that, that, that's exactly crypto. why I said Look, that. There's going to be a whole bunch of problems. But if, at least if, if you believe in any type of thing that I've said here, your ray of hope, if you can get through it in the next five years, is crypto. So, you know, I know we're getting... Economically speaking. I don't, I don't mind. I can talk forever. but But... Invest in crypto because I'm telling you the train that we're on is heading for a bridge that is collapsed. Okay, 
And if you stay on that train, yeah, you will lose everything. If instead you take 10% of your wealth and you put it in cryptocurrency, at least you have a foot into another system that is most likely going to be the one that survives. Because sure. when you look at this logically, and I've said this even before crypto, I've said this a long time. There's a good book I read a long time ago, The Pig and the Python, that 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 goes into great detail about this financial system is not built to last. You're not meant to make money in this financial system. Okay. The people at the top the of the pyramid. Money in the financial system are the brokers and the uh, the insurance people, the ones that actually sell the product to you. Mm -hmm. They make the most of the money. Of course. The average investor, average investor doesn't make a lot of money at all, right? Yeah. If you take if you take three percent management expense ratio on a typical mutual fund, MER of three percent, which so is not school. high. ETFs are the shit now. Right? Like, but even ETFs are or are one to one and a half percent. I've had some lower. But I I would argue yeah. that it's old school because there's 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 a lot of uh companies like like uh, investors group and stuff that still exist for that purpose, yeah. and their MERs are two and a half to three percent. Wow, yeah. I know, buddy, I know. But, but I mean, the thing is, if you're going to invest in the ETF, uh, okay, that's great, that, that's smart investing, mm -hmm. but most people don't do that, right? Most people go and try to beat the, the stock exchange, right? That's what they're, they're doing. That's uh, it. Or they're, they're trying to pay some broker to get the edge or whatever, right? But in the end of the day, it's the brokers that are making the money, not you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. So, uh, you know, I can't remember what the hell I was going with this, but but I think the point is if, if the end of the retirement plan is that you and a whole bunch of other baby boomers, not you specifically, but mm -hmm. a whole bunch of other baby boomers are going to be retiring at the age of 65. That's just not going to happen. Yeah, I, I see that. I see. You're not going <laughs> to make that. So you have this massive birth population moving through the snake, okay? The pig and the python. You're moving through the snake, and you get to the end of the snake, and you got this smaller population that's going to support you in retirement. It's just not going to happen, man. It's not going to happen. So you're you got you've invested all this money in all these companies and everything else. It's going okay, but now you got this millennial generation I was just or X say that. generation. Yeah. Okay. Well, they're not going to be supporting what you're investing in and stuff. I I think now the... you got you got the money printing going on. Yeah. Just take a look. We haven't talked about crypto yet. Just take a look at that. It doesn't make sense. The economy, the economics does not make sense that you're going to be able to retire wealthy, at least for the period of time that you want to be able to survive in your retirement, 20, 10, 20 years, whatever that case might be. It's not going to work. Now yeah. we have low interest rates and a hyperinflation money printing machine going. Yeah. Do you still really believe? that the stock market is going to provide you and that this is just a momentary blip. And once we get through this pandemic, everything no. is shut down guys. I think the baby boomers Nobody's are, working. I think what's happening now to, to look at this from more of a societal perspective is you have 
a lot of the baby boomers, maybe even our generation that have earned their, you know, time in the trenches, if you will, have built a certain amount of wealth, have acquired a home, good job, some investments here and there. And now come the millennials and they're all like, fuck this shit. Houses are unaffordable, even on dual income. Society has become more individualistic than ever. So how are we ever going to pay those houses? How are we ever going to pay our student debts? Like in the US, even if you go bankrupt, your student debt still stands. I feel bad for them, man. I feel bad for them. So it's almost yeah. like... It, it, it's almost like the millennials are seeing through the bullshit because of all this access to information. And I haven't looked into, you know, this, uh, the dark web and the remote viewing and all that. And, and I'm, I'm interested in learning more about it. I just haven't had time, but I think they have access to a lot more information than I did when I was their age. And they're kind of like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. There's, there's these power structures in place that are trying to mm -hmm. protect the information and protect the empires and the wealth that they've built. Cause they don't like us messing with it. And you're right. Like, are those people, you know, those millennials today, are they going to support these baby boomers when they're, you know, near end of life? Yeah. Well, from what I know about the millennials, no. <laughs> Most millennials are living in the basement of their parents' house, right? Like, it's, you know, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, no. Okay. And the millennials don't believe in anything that, that my generation or, or my parents' generation believed in, and that is home ownership. Or the mm -hmm. common, the common concepts of of investment. They don't believe in any of that. They believe in the Uber yeah. style of I want to rent. I want to go here. I go here. So that's a completely different concept to them. Just seeing a two year old right. teach their eighty year old grandmother how to use an iPad, I, and I've witnessed this with my own eyes because I don't have a family. So, right. so I, I, you know, I, I saw it at my friend's house, and I was like, okay, obviously that's the future. Obviously, that's the future. If if they've made because consumption is everything, convenience is everything. Fast food is why we're obese because it's fucking convenient, right? So, um, fuck. Where was I going with this? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I, mean, uh, I think where you're going was was the point is that that uh, you do not have to have 100% adoption of cryptocurrency to adopt cryptocurrency yeah. and make it the new financial system. I really don't care if 60 plus year olds can understand how to purchase groceries with their mobile app, whether you're using XRP Ripple or Stellar Lumens or whatever. I don't care. You will learn when the Canadian dollar doesn't exist anymore. You'll fucking learn real quick. Okay. It's the next generation that the, the elite have their eye on. Okay, now I was told this two years ago that they plan on turning us into cellular automatons. Now I didn't understand what the hell that meant. What I the hell is a cellular automaton? Uh -huh. Now the coronavirus is here. This is exactly what it is. In five weeks, we have all turned into cellular automatons. That's all we do. Oh, that's what you mean. Yeah, we're yeah. completely isolated from everybody else. So good goodbye social dating. Goodbye, any type of relationship. If you're not in a relationship now, they have a guarantee that you're not going to get in a fucking relationship. I don't know if we're wiping out human nature. Cellular automatons, everybody will be afraid of getting a virus that doesn't exist, but you'll still be afraid because you're mentally conditioned. Don't believe it? Go to the grocery store and see six out of ten people wearing a mask because you still don't know. And you're being socially adopted to it. I went yeah. to the liquor store today. The guy 
security guard there says, uh, have you been anywhere in the last 14 days? I'm thinking, what business is that of yours? But I better say no, because if I say yes, I'm not getting to the goddamn grocery store to buy my alcohol. So I said no. And as I approach him, he puts his hand up and he steps back. He's like, stay six feet away from me, please. He says, follow the arrows in the store. Right. And I'm like, wow. I have to follow these rules, these stupid rules now, because this is how society, and it's just getting started. So think of what happened after 9-11 and we went to the airport and all the social conditioning and, you know, all of the social restrictions that are impacted and put in place. That is what is continuing today. They are not going to let up. And if they do let up, they're not going to let it back to normal. We're never going back to normal, guys. We're never going back to normal. They Dave Lordly. are not going to let go of this situation until they implement cryptocurrency. That's a fact. I need to go smoke you some weed and buy some Bitcoin. What's going on here. <laughs> the Movadis are gone. You're never going to go back to another Movadi gym again. I didn't know that. So they, so they closed? Movadis closed now? Done. No, I don't. Well, I know they're, they're temporary closed, but are they closed for good? Oh, th that's what I thought you were saying. I thought you were saying well, they're I'm done pretty forever. Sure that they're close. Like, I'm pretty sure they're going to close for good. Okay. The diamond storage guys, they're pretty much screwed. You can't build these freaking storage buildings and charge $800 for 100 square feet for people to yeah. store their furniture that's worth nothing after two years, whatever. I mean, that, like, look at the ripple effect. But we're I, heading into a massive bankruptcies across the board. And we we're only five weeks into it. Okay? Right. The average Canadian household is $200 away from bankruptcy per month. That's a stat that came out of Financial Post. Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of people live paycheck to paycheck. That's, that's no... Paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. That's just reality. Look. So once food inflation starts to go up, Right, the just-in-time mm -hmm. delivery system is ninety days. Now we're heading close to ninety days. There's nothing coming out of China. Take a look at it, and you can say all you want about, "Oh, I'll never buy another China product again." Really? Well, where yeah. the fuck are you going to get your other products? That's exactly. Where do you, it. you think you're going to get your toilet to build that new home that's building in the, in the back of the house? Mm -hmm. I got I got forty-two homes that are being built in the back of my house. I don't know where those toilets are coming from, but they're not they're not coming. No, because if they're coming, if they're made here, they're 25 times more expensive than if they're made abroad. Okay. So, so that $40 loaf of bread is coming. You better go buy a bread making machine while you can and make your own freaking bread or whatever it is that you're into because it is coming. This is a dose of reality. Jesus and if it's Christ not there. coming, well, good for you. You learned how to make your own fucking bread. Okay. But take precautions <laughs> and learn things now. Start a hobby garden whatever in the small amount of time that we have in the month of or the months of, of summer yeah grow your own cucumbers or tomatoes or whatever it is that you like uh, even if it's on a balcony uh, uh in an apartment building whatever just help yourself a little bit cherry tomatoes cucumbers zucchini whatever it is that you're into you know it's not expensive it's a couple seeds and some soil and water it every day and just get into it because food will start to run out. I went yeah. to the grocery store today. There's no flour. Gone. No flour at all. 
Now, Canada has a massive supply of wheat. So we have no flour? Hmm. Shit, man. Maybe it was we just that even, one store. I hope we, it was just we, that one store. Okay. But I can see sh- shortages coming. I've, I've already seen, I don't know what it was. At, I just saw shelves empty. I don't know what was on the shelf before, but I generally don't see shelves empty. And it's not like the whole shelf was empty, just like a section. But it is weird. It is weird already to see because we're what five weeks in, like you say. It is weird we're to see empty shelves. Okay, and they have not even implemented food rations yet. And you know what I mean by that, right? Okay, so um, I can if you remember that. about two years ago at Loblaws, I recall seeing signs limited to six or eight or four or whatever the quantity is per customer. Now you can see that at Walmart. You can see it anywhere, right? Yeah, but like was, for sales, right? Yeah, well, or just just limited to okay. Okay. We haven't seen any of that yet. No. Now, if you go on the Walmart.ca website and you try to buy anything more than two or three of a product, you can't. So I tried to buy twelve cans of baked beans from Walmart.ca. Okay. They limited me to three cans of beans. Now, that's beans, okay? Now, they didn't limit me to anything else. I could buy boxes and boxes of chicken. Just but when beans. I tried to buy a product that is lower income, beans, sorry, but I'm being realistic here. Mm-hmm. When I tried to buy a product that was based on the lower income status of the population, I was limited to three cans. Don't believe me? Go do it. You'll see. Oh, no, I, I do believe you. And so, I, I know, but no, I'm, I'm talking to people who are watching this. Go see. But You'll um, see what I'm talking about. So they're taking the population that is low income and the typical profile, what they buy, like baked beans or cream of corn or, you know, things that are in that small purchase price. And they're limiting the quantity because it's a high purchase item. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, they, if if you slow down the purchase of a limited quantity good, then you're also slowing down uh, how long it's going to take for someone to realize, holy shit, we can't buy this anymore. It's all been sold. And okay. and so it, it's managing perception in a way. I can see it like from a commercial aspect. They don't want to turn away customers like, sorry, we don't have any more. And they don't want customers to panic yet or or ever ideally yeah so i can see i can see them implementing those measures but it is it is a weird situation to be accepting living through and and trying to keep our heads on straight like this whole yeah this whole pandemic has has made me just re reframe life a little bit and kind of had shifted my priorities in the last little while but now it's a bit more yeah, clear. Yeah, I saw man. pictures of your refrigerator. <laughs> Pardon me? I saw the, re- the picture of your refrigerator. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, I, I, you know, I've kind of been critical about this whole thing, but I'm I'm being a good sheep about it. Like, I'll, I'll yeah, eat everything in my fridge. Should, I'm embarrassed. I see my refrigerator. It's, it's, it's full all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because I don't know when it's going to stop. So that's why I'm just trying to stay a little bit ahead, making yeah. sure because I have a feeling it will stop. I've been told it will stop. What's I've your, been told it will stop. 
what's your coping mechanism for all this? I see some wine there, some red wine. What, uh, what's keeping your head on straight, man? <laughs> you work out? Do you sports, anything? No, I, well, I mean, I do push-ups you know, every day and stuff, uh, you know. You want to do 100 push-up challenge with us? A bunch of us are doing it. My bro, shout out to Yan in Miami. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, my my buddy in Miami's doing the push-ups, hundred push-ups a day for a hundred days. My buddy Pierre, shout Uh out to him. He was not all at once, right? No, no, you're doing like twenty, 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 or something like that. I do them in sets of threes right now. Um, My goal, and we'll see if it happens, is by the end of the hundred days, I want to do all hundred in a row. Which, uh, I mean, that's impressive. But I, I think it's reasonable. Because like anything, man, the the brain, the body, everything's a muscle. You work it out, it gets better, it gets stronger. You know, it just on the side here, uh, when you say brain, we're entering, this is a different conversation altogether, but we're entering the age of Aquarius. Back during pre-2012 era, when I was told that we were entering the age of Aquarius, mm-hmm. That there's special cosmic forces in play, blah blah. Oh blah, fuck me, cosmic forces. That opens up the mind, blah blah blah. Okay, doesn't matter. Okay. Okay. Well, whatever. Okay. Stop using fluoride because it destroys the third eye. Blah blah blah. Okay. Uh, I have a friend who's close friend. In October, September, October of last year started moving objects with her mind like Hmm. yeah bullshit so then i saw her do it come on also turning lights on and off now i'm talking small objects eh? like like a a, a half of this okay okay so so half a sugar packet half a sugar packet packet, okay and very light okay all right and I also saw a video that she recorded of her turning a light on and off. And the light was about 10 feet away. I'm like, okay, well, you know, there could be somebody behind you flicking the light. So light what is, is she meditating it. through this? What is she doing? Yeah, she started this and she spends several hours a day focusing, directing her energy to, to do whatever it is that she wants to do. Yeah. Well, now she has learned, she has moved up to big objects like, Big objects. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I want to see this on video. And so this is something that's quite interesting. I don't trust any videos about this. This is the real thing. (laughs) That's like, wow, that's pretty impressive. Well, but I did see some video of now just go Google Age of Aquarius, go see David Wilcock or some of these other nut jobs that are saying that, you know, it opens up a whole bunch of advanced capabilities in humans that we're all empowered to uh to to um evolve into this capability and that's part of what the elite are trying to do they're trying to suppress us into this so that we cannot use this capability again just something but i'm not saying i believe it or deny it i just have yeah. run across this several times now, one thing I was really curious, and, and I know we're, we're approaching on um, past an hour and a half here, but this remote viewing thing, because you reminded me of that yeah. on the story about the lady that can move objects. What's the remote viewing about? From what I understand, so it's... Remote it's, viewing, it's, 
Sorry, you go ahead. Well, no, you please go ahead. I want to hear your preface first. I I don't know how to how to put it in words, I guess, but it it's some sort of way to see into the future, but I don't know how. Yeah. And then I so want to understand. Let me do it this way then. Um, back in the forties, fifties era, they uh, the, the the if you will the. United States uh, Intelligence Service, CIA, or the military industrial complex, started looking into other techniques as an exploratory analysis, looking into other techniques to determine if they could uh, see what was happening. So they started using psychics and let's see if that was a real thing kind of like we've just talked about in terms of special capabilities and uh this guy ingo swan developed this thing called remote viewing and remote viewing is a strategic uh methodology for uh connecting to the global consciousness now the global consciousness is this in simple terms, a cloud that surrounds the planet, okay? We all have heard of uh, the law of attraction. So forget about remote viewing. If you just think about the law of attraction, and we believe that if you continue to think that good things will happen, positive reinforcement or negative reinforcement, whatever, the, but the law of attraction, there is something to that. There it will works. be a, a manifestation okay. of, of your beliefs. And, uh, and Dan Pina talks about that all the time. Yeah. Um, so the global consciousness, we've all had this premonition at some point in our life, like deja vu, I've been here, or I dreamt this, or whatever, okay? Some weird type of woo-woo event has happened in all of our lives that we can't explain, that we feel that we've been connected to something. Guilty! <laughs> What's that? Guilty, man. Yeah, <laughs> fuck, it happened to me. It that's took, the global, took 36 that's, years. That's the global that's the global consciousness. This, there's a global conscience around the planet that everybody connects to through our third eye, through our pineal gland. That, so through the you know, they DMT. say that's why they put fluoride in our toothpaste so that our pineal gland doesn't activate. Get the fuck out of here. Go research it. You'll see what I'm talking about. And if you get off of fluoride and start, you know, Brushing your teeth with non-fluoride products, maybe you'll, you know, maybe it's not too loud, too too far along in terms of calcification to, to to start reactivating that. But there is something to it. I don't know what it is, but there is something to it. Anyway, hmm. so the global consciousness that surrounds the planet, the remote viewers follow this process where they get into a theta state where they connect to it, and once they connect to it. They can see what is about to happen because time is not uh, linear. Okay, uh, they can jump present state, future state, past state, and there's lots of documentation on this. Now, the issue with remote viewing is that there's a fine line between imagination and what you're actually perceiving. So when you're in a theta state, and we all know this, when you're concentrating, you can slip 
flip out of consciousness and, and your mind starts to run and create its own story, its own film, its own script. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference between remote viewing and you started out good, but then you just use your imagination and the imagination took over. Okay. That's yeah. the problem with remote viewing. I agree. It is. Okay. Yep. I'm with you. And when you listen to remote viewers, they will tell you that all the time. Okay. But some of the best remote viewers in the world know this and they know exactly. And some of the best sessions are, there's no way that's, that's real because it just, it just like it, 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 some of the data that comes back is like, you know, I'm not sure about this data. And the less confidence they have for whatever reason, the more accurate it becomes. So now, remote viewing, what happened with this and how I got into it is I stumbled across this guy, uh, Major Ed Dames, who was uh, the lead. Um, I wouldn't say architect, but he, he was the lead uh, representative for the Central Intelligence Agency remote viewing project. Okay, And they were using this technique with uh, Ingo Swan. They had about 10 or 12 remote viewers on their team, all top secret classified, majestic classified, looking into the future to see where the Russians were, what they were doing, was going on in the world, stuff like that. And as they look forward, they see a massive cataclysm. They see a disaster happen on the planet, like something that just blew them away. It's called the kill shot. That's how I got into this because hmm. it was tied to 2012 and all this other nonsense, right? And Major Ed Dames is, I sent out a couple of links to his stuff. Some of it is, is actually quite, um, you know, it's it's quite absurd. It's 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 hard to take, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Uh, but it's but when he did it, uh, and the problem with remote viewing is that it, because it's it, everything is is you know open in terms of time and space, you can't pick a date, so you can only pick events. So they picked the kill shot, which is a massive chronomass ejection from the sun that just basically wipes out the Earth, which just kills everything. Okay. okay. Just knocks down the shields. Uh, we lose all uh, electricity, and we go into the dark ages. The nuclear reactors melt down. They explode. We all perish. Just a quick question: the guy, Would all of the members on that team? So, because, like, so, do they meditate on their own? They access the theta state yeah, in their meditation, individual. and all yeah. individually would corroborate. The same uh, uh, event viewed? Correct. Correct. That's what's so goddamn disturbing about it. It's interesting you started this with DMT. Because DMT is an extremely powerful uh, drug that's a hallucinogen. And um, I don't want to... I don't want to be misquoted or misquote here, but I, I believe it has to do with dreams as well. It's, it gets activated in, in, in our dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has, I think it has an ability to make you experience something so real and leave you questioning if that was realer than your reality or is your reality real and that was just a trip. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's a weirdly profound impact and and i haven't i haven't taken dmt myself yeah. um as a drug 
Um, but I'm I'm starting to be quite sure that after it was after six or seven months of meditation daily, 20 to 30 minutes a day, um, I have one experience that will forever change my life. And I know that's true. I don't know what I don't know if I was able to yeah. trigger DMT. Yeah. I, I had yeah. a I had a particular set of circumstances and the, just the way everything happened that day and it but the the good we news are much more powerful than we understand, right? Like and it and it's it's true. Like we are significantly more powerful than we can comprehend. But the feeling I got, Dave, was not catastrophe incoming. It was the complete opposite. It there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, that. That's fine. Yeah. It was like, it's all going to be good. Like, the point is just to do your best. That's literally cool. what, like, what came to me. Are you talking about this timeline? Uh, I'm talking about that. Talking I'm talking about that that experience sure. that kind of changed me a bit. So, so, yeah. So, and whatever. And, and that's fine. There's nothing. That experience does not correlate to this. So, what I'm, what I'm telling you here, right? It's just the, the capability does, but not the experience itself. I just wonder, you know though, I mean? if it's a projection of what the person believes. Oh, I see where you're going. Yeah, because well, this is multiple different remote viewers. Mm-hmm. So I would say no. Um, but so, so yeah, so let me maybe perhaps just summarize. That's how I got into remote viewing, right? Through this this Ed Dames. And, and what he did was he said, okay, well, there's a kill shot. We can't tell you the date because they haven't figured out the date problem in remote viewing. But we can tell you the series of events that happened before that. And they rolled the clock back and they laid out a series of events, right? And unfortunately, what he has laid out has happened. I need to look into this. So that's disturbing. That's very disturbing. But but it still doesn't mean that, you know, there might be a thousand years between the last event and the kill shot. You know, so who the hell knows? Right, right. Yeah. But that's how I got into remote viewing. And then I started following the um, Farsight Institute. So Dr. Courtney Brown started. Uh, so, so what they did is they they declassified the remote viewing capabilities through Ingo Swan. Okay. Some type of technical mix-up happened where they accidentally released some of this info. But at that point, the Russians were already doing remote viewing. And I think they elevated it to another capability or just gave up on it. I'm not really sure. So they just made it unclassified. Yeah. Once they did, Ed Dames left the military and started up his own psyop type of capability, as well as a whole bunch of other people joined that initiative. And so then it started becoming more of a educational, scientific research type of facility uh-huh, uh-huh. in terms of the, the, the private sector. And this major, uh, this uh Dr. Courtney Brown started the Farsight Institute and started looking at scientific analysis and research into the remote viewing phenomenon and started conducting actual scientific research on the capability of remote viewing, doing 30-day remote viewing targets to see if you could forecast what was going to happen in the next 30 days, as well as specific targets as to what happened in the past, which is to be fair, questionable because you don't really know who built the pyramids, mm-hmm. but they would remote view who built the pyramids. Okay, uh, hmm. that's how I got into it, and I followed that for about three years, four years, and it's still ongoing today. But one of the guys that was on there was this 
so you don't do it yourself. Algar. You you look into these guys. I went on a course. You went on a course? Okay. It was, it's, yeah, yeah. I went on this three-day course, two-and-a-half-day course Where's in that? Florida. In Florida? It was quite intense. Yeah. Okay. It was quite intense. And I had moments of being able to remote view the objects that they uh, that they had in the program. Huh. Um, but it's exhausting. Um, hands down, it's quite exhausting. At the end of the session, you're just completely drained. Are you a you regular just... meditator? No. Hmm. No. Uh, and at the end of it, I was just, I was exhausted. Like, just exhausted. Really? Eh? And I'm like, you know, I just don't have the lifestyle to accommodate that type of, or don't want the lifestyle to accommodate that type of activity. Mm -hmm. But it is physically draining. You are going into a three to four hour state of mind, you know, cause there's a warm up where you, you know, it takes a while to warm up to connect to this consciousness so and then see it document it, And then there's a cool down process. Okay. Is but, it guided? Like, no, it's so how it works is, um, and let me just tell you the reason I'm asking is because most people, yeah. when they first start meditating yeah. and, and even experienced meditators, the monkey mind comes in and that's the whole thing is you want to shut that off so, and just accept. Um, so uh, for interview, uh, X, uh, okay. So how it works is I want to know about something. Okay. So let's say I want to know about what the, uh, Oh, perhaps, uh, I'll give you one. I want to know uh, what causes the uh, adoption of cryptocurrency. Hmm. Okay. Interesting topic. So, and I'm the only person. So I write down, uh, I want, and you know, and I could have two or three questions, but they have to be very clear, non-ambiguous questions. So I write down what causes cryptocurrency, who are the main players, um, what events occur or, you know, something very similar to that, but very non-ambiguous questions. And I generate a eight digit or alphanumeric number. Who, who generates this and number? I, put it in a, I do. Oh, okay. It has to be unique. It has to be unique. So there's a database of unique numbers. So they make sure that it's random and unique, never been used before. And I generate the three questions and I put it in an envelope. Now I'm the only person that knows that. Okay, mm -hmm. so there it is. There's there it is right there. Let's say I make this up. There's my number. Okay, mm -hmm. and I put it in an envelope. Now, and I'm the only person. I'm the tasker. I wrote down what causes cryptocurrency adoption. Who are the players and whatever I said the, the third one was. Put it in an envelope. Now you're a remote viewer. You're a trained remote viewer. All I give you in an email or you know, typically it's an email. I send you this number up on top. This is your target. I don't tell you anything else. I give it to you and I give it to two other people. That's your remote viewing target. You use that and you do your process in your system and you come back with what you see. Now, how it happens is that the moment that I wrote that number down and, and this, it became part of the timeline. 
and it already became part of the global consciousness. This is how it works. There's so an element already, to whatever intentionality. I think you're touching on intentionality. Perhaps, but whatever it and it may be, but whatever occurred right here now is tied to that question. So when the remote viewers write down this number, they immediately get tied to that, and they write down what they see. Okay. 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 So, case in point, what causes the adoption of cryptocurrency? That was given to three remote viewers, three of the best remote viewers, public remote viewers in the world. And I say public because there's probably others that are classified better than the public ones we have. But this is what we have. We went to the three top remote viewers, Dick Algar, Daz Smith, and uh, Edward Mm-hmm. And they all came back with the collapse of the United States dollar, with Trump driving off in a limousine, with massive riots in the United States. Uh, yeah, go on, but that's that's enough. It's so the U.S. Yeah. dollar is about to die. Whether that's two years from now, five years from now, doesn't matter. But that is what triggers the next replacement of it which is cryptocurrency jesus christ dave lordly i'm investing it happens when trump is in power so that puts it out to 2024 even though he has not won the election yet you know now he's going to win because they remote viewed it so that gives you a four-year window between now and november of 2024 that the united states dollar will collapse and cryptocurrency will be the new currency. And when it becomes a new currency, those that have it today will become wealthier than they could ever imagine. Because those that do not own cryptocurrency will be left with the breadcrumbs. They will be left with the universal basic income system, or whatever the hell it's called that, that Trudeau is pumping today, where you do not have a job, you are given monthly welfare in a digital currency with a digital identity and most likely a vaccine tied to it. And that's going to be your life. And the one thing we haven't that's- touched on is is the automation that is almost forcing UBI to come because a lot of a lot of basic jobs are just going to get replaced. And we just you have to stay ahead of the curve and, and yeah. if you're sitting at home and thinking that this is great or that this system is going to ease up and, uh, you know, this is a hard way to end the conversation, but <laughs> do you think the system is going to ease up and we're going to go back to status normal? That's not happening. It's not happening. If it does, fabulous. I'll be glad to be wrong. But from all the intel that I have seen, and when you look at it from many different angles, you cannot justify the establishment of cryptocurrency industry. Take a look at the significant cryptocurrency projects and the money and the corporations behind it, the corporations behind the big ones. And you'll see this is a real thing. They are planning to move to a digital economy, a digital cryptocurrency. And you cannot have the U.S. Yeah. dollar and the Canadian dollar and the Australian dollar and the Chinese dollar and blah, 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 blah all running in parallel. Those are going to die, and rightly so, because you know they're hyperinflated, and we're heading into just uh, 
and they don't want to be blamed for that. So they're going to blame it on yeah. you know, the virus. Okay. So what are you going to do? Take whatever check you get from the government and go buy cryptocurrency. Don't worry about trying to time it. Don't worry about any of that. Just know that, as an example, XRP Ripple mm -hmm. is meant to support $10,000 at a minimum. It's trading right now at what? Let's see. 18 cents? Let's see. 18 cents XRP. Okay. You're like, that's not possible, Dave. Okay. Fair enough. I didn't say a time. Maybe it'll take 20 years before it gets to 20000 or $10,000 per XRP. Doesn't matter. That's wealth generation, multi-generation wealth. Okay? So yeah. if you have kids or family or whatever, you're passing that wealth on. But you're buying it at $0.18, cents, $0.20 cents US, and you're going to pass that on. So let's say you take $1,000 or $500. Let's say you take 500 bucks US, for mm -hmm. sake of argument, and you buy it at $0.18. Cents. That's 2,777 XRP. You times that by $10,000 US. That's $27.777 million. That's unimaginable. Yeah. Like there's no way that can happen. Really? Take a look at how much money is transferred every day, every hour in the global economy. That has to be replaced. And it's going to be replaced with some other system. And that other system would be XRP. Take a look at how many coins there are in XRP and what that true value is. And there's a video that I sent out many times, mineable, mm. um, on XRP and the true value of XRP, what it's designed for. And it happens like that, four seconds. It's faster than than the current banking system right now. Okay. Uh, and there's other ones that are even better than XRP, but stay on the topic. Yeah. And you'll see that $10,000 per XRP is not unrealistic. It's actually quite realistic. So you're saying the goal much higher than that. Okay. Okay. Now you take a look at all the videos else I sent out, and, and, and you see how they're using Chainlink and XRP and Stellar Lumens to link in the old SWIFT system. And they're laying the groundwork and the foundation to move it from SWIFT and international money payments over into XRP and Stellar Lumens. And you'll see that this is happening, guys. Stellar Lumens is up overnight uh, 16%. 16%. People would die to get 16% on a one-year, 365-day return on a stock market mm -hmm. on the TSX. Yeah. And you're lying if you'd say, no, 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 no. But I'm I mean, not talking about Spotify, <laughs> Shopify. I'm not talking about any of those, okay? Like, I'm talking about the, the average uh, TSX return on a stock. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get 16% today, but you're getting that at least on a one-day return. And there's many cryptos that are given that, on average, a lot better. Now, we're in the down cycle. We're getting ready to form a new up cycle. But once that does take off, I can definitely see this making new generational wealth. Those that buy it today and hold on in 10 years, 20 years, you're set for life. But 
when that moment comes when you can no longer get into crypto because the system you're on is dead, how are you going to buy crypto? Mm-hmm. You can't buy crypto. The moment the, the Canadian dollar and the U.S. dollar are dead, how are you going to buy crypto? You can't. You'll be left with the breadcrumbs. You People don't understand that. Yeah. You can't get crypto once the dollar is dead. I almost wonder done. if people going to go back to exchanging goods for goods before money. That doesn't help you if you want to. Okay, but, yeah. But we don't can, live in that world. world barter system. We, we live in a digital a, world. You know, so sure. It won't no, happen. A barter system. But the barter, if you want to live on a barter system, go ahead. I don't want to live on a barter system. No, that's not what I'm saying. It's, it's yeah. Right? You understand what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, uh, understand that the current financial system we're on eventually will collapse. I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know, but I have a good feeling that it's before 2024, before Trump is out of power. Okay. He was, it was foretold a long time ago, right or wrong, believe it or not, superstition, gossip, whatever, that he's the last president of the United States. I believe that. I believe he is the last president of the United States. The reason why is as I said before, AML, KYC, these are international money standards. The United States dollar is dying. How can you have a country, the United States, if there's no currency? There is no country of the United States. Their global elite plan is to eliminate sovereignty, to eliminate nation states and have a one world currency. And that's all out there in public. They've made this aware many times. They've said exactly this is what they plan to do. Dave, you successfully scared the living shit out of me. Well, no. <laughs> I'm like, scared you know, not, not just. Go buy at uh, 18 cents, 20 cents, go buy it now. Go buy like, like, like $500. Yeah. $500 might turn into $27 million. Well, it's definitely. Take a $500 gamble, US $500 gamble for your life, for your, for your family's life. Yeah, just go do it. It's five hundred yeah. bucks. Yeah, that's how I see and it too. If, because if this is correct, holy shit, that's it. And otherwise, it's just five hundred bucks, right? It's one bad night at the casino, okay, like, or, or or bad night out at at, at the hockey. You know, you, people pay that to go see the Senators play a shit game of yeah. hockey. Like, come yeah. on. No, but that is a good way to look at it because you know when I was saying I'm scared, is I'm also. scared. I'm, I'm, yeah, like figuratively, but I'm scared of how many things you said that kind of resonate with me and make me wonder, hmm, right? And so that's a good way to hedge yourself right now is just with a little bit of money, at least have some, so that if shit really hits the fan, worse than ever, everyone could have imagined, uh, then at least you got that 500 bucks in there early well, on. The other thing, like there's a lot of different scenarios here. They are laying out the system now so that you get credits for doing activities. I don't know if you noticed it or not, but you know, you use the Brave browser and you'll get basic attention token, BAT, just for using that browser. They're laying out the system now so that you will get cryptocurrency just for doing activities. Well, I've been told by the elite insider, their plan is to pay people cryptocurrency for doing whatever it is that you want to do, i.e. the 
Star Trek version of a, a new world, okay? Um, but that is a very communitarian, communistic type of view, okay? Mm-hmm. So I'll leave, you know, that conversation with this. That new version of a society is not democracy, it's communitarianism. And I'm still trying to get my head around what that means, but it's basically, if you're a landlord and you have rental properties, those people that are staying in your property and then they cannot pay rent, it is up to you to allow them to stay there for free. It's communitarianism. Because there is no global travel. They will be shutting down global travel for a long time. Oh, my God. I'm too sober for this right now. <laughs> okay. This is, again, this, this is very hard to believe, but the Arab Alliance industry is shutting down. They're not coming back. Oil is negative. It's not coming back. Okay. The shipping industry is shut down. It's not coming back for a long time. So communities, yeah. communitarianism. So if you're a rental landlord and you're renting all these properties, there's going to be extreme social pressure on you to allow those people to stay there rent-free. That sounds like communism to me. It's called communitarianism. But it's not capitalism. That's for goddamn sure. Well, maybe we do need a third model, Dave. I don't know. I don't know. But maybe the, the, these know. two models at their extremes are highly dysfunctional. I was born in a communist sure. country. And, you know, we're, we're seeing what, what the rat race sure. has done to economies, which are made up, yeah. to people's just prioritization of life and and all that and maybe we do need now that we do have access to technology to unite all humans across the globe and to travel from one place to another maybe we should think more as a as a global collective consciousness and maybe we should be less fucking tribal and ancient because let's face it we're tribal man like we care more about Absolutely. our families yeah. than we care about our friends uh, or, or, you know, more about our friends than we do about acquaintances and, and more about the citizens of our country than we do about citizens of other countries. That's very tribal. And, and maybe we're now at a point where we need to shed that. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, that's a long conversation. But we, yeah. we, we can't do that two hours in, man. That's, that, I need to go <laughs> I need to go smoke some weed and, and, and chill out and, I don't know, remote view myself uh, 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 some sort of positive outcome out, out of all of this. So, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot I haven't said. Um, <laughs> but I have you. Not, a lot I haven't said. And, um, I'll have you back on, Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, there's, sure. There's lots of things I'd like that, to talk that, to you about. <laughs> you know, uh, 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 maybe a word in closing, a couple words in closing. They remote viewed a couple things that are about to occur. And I've said that on the channel. Uh, they see a massive catastrophe occurring in the United States possibly around the Louisiana, Florida, New Orleans area that looks like it's an earthquake of significant disaster. Uh, 
And I think that that's probably going to happen because they are not getting the effects that they want to see with COVID-19. And you're starting to see a lot of pushback in the United States, people screaming and hollering, what the hell is going on here? Why can't I go to work? And mm. the, they're not getting checks like we are in Canada. Mm. There's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. And they do have the ability to cause earthquakes. Anybody that's in denial of that, just research HARP, H-A-A-R-P, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. They can turn on earthquakes or cause significant weather changes and tornadoes and hurricanes at a, like that, okay, like moments notice. So that's a possibility. Mm. It's about to occur. So HARP, okay, uh, H-A-R-P. HARP, H-A-R-P. Um, so that is something that you need to be on the, the alert for. Now, you know, to, to be fair, there are two significant astrological uh, type of events occurring uh, close by Earth, so uh, astronomical, I should say, close by Earth. So um, that could be causing uh, gravitational changes on Earth that could cause these earthquakes, but I think that they're more man-made, most likely. Hmm. Uh, so that's something that you've got to be on the alert for in the next 60 days. Uh, and that, you know, Trump is going to win the election. Hands down, I guarantee you he'll win the election. He's been brought in to manage the bankruptcy of the United States, and he will bankrupt the United States. As he's told to do, it's going to happen. So we've got four and a half years to get your shit in order and get as much money out of the old system into the new system. The old system is the current dollar that you're on, Get it into cryptocurrency. That's Bitcoin. Because believe it or not, Bitcoin is generated by the elite. It's not uh, Satoshi Nakamoto. It's the elite that brought it in. Anybody else that thinks otherwise, you know, I think you're 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 dreaming. There's no okay. revolution. You're not getting away from paying taxes. Yeah. Uh, that's Ethereum, which is smart contracting. And most of the contracts are built on, most of the coins are built on, on coordination with Ethereum, mm -hmm. XRP, Ripple, Stellar Lumens, and Chainlink. Those five. Those five, eh? Yeah. And you'll be, uh, you know, I think quite well off. Okay. Lots of um, lots of food for thought here in this chat, I think, in, in, in so many dimensions for, for health, for economy, and for, well, we didn't cover much, but we need to keep our mental health and, and physical health through all this. If, if there's one thing we yeah, can still yeah, do. That, that's going to be a challenge, but you've done good a job, uh, a good job talking with other guys on, on this uh, medium about that, you know, so yeah, you're probably better at talking about it than I am, but, uh, but it's, it is significant, you know, like absolutely. And yeah. it's not going to be easy. Like, you know, I, I suffer from a lot of concerns that everyone else suffers from, right? Like, I wonder, okay, even though I'm well-prepared, yeah, even though things that go, if they go the way I've just described, I'll be very well off. But even so, you're still stuck here. We're still heading into a solar minimum, a mini ice age. You're still going to need to find food. You're still going to need to defend yourself from crazies like that guy in Nova Scotia that killed, what, 19 plus people. That was brutal. You don't know where oh, it's man. coming from, man. Like, it, there's still 
uh, you know, there is a COVID-19. It's not imaginary, but you just don't know how strong it is here. You just def definitely don't want to yeah. get that. Yeah, there okay. is a potential second wave coming that kills 2 billion people. You don't know. I don't know. But I definitely don't want to get it. Yeah. Okay? Me neither. There is a threat of vaccination. I don't want a vaccine. No, thank you. I've seen what those things do. I don't want a vaccine. Humankind has survived on this planet for a long time. I don't know what the number is, but a long time without vaccines. I don't need some Bill Gates vaccine. Thank you very much. Survive. <laughs> I have. So one... How the hell do I get the hell out of here after I've made my billions in crypto? Yeah. How do I get over to the island that I want to buy without having to fucking take a vaccine? COVID certificate of vaccination ID. That's what it means. <laughs> I don't fucking want it. Thank you very much. Dave, I have one last question okay. for you. Are you doing the 100 push-up challenge with us or not? Come on. Let's get I will do it. Let's so, get stronger for fucking to fight off the one COVID. One push-up a day for the next 100 days, I'm in. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, see, that's that, that's that <laughs> negative interest that's already affected your mindset. <laughs> Dave, I will do it, sure. 100 push-ups a day. Yeah. Okay, right on, man. Yeah, for sure. It's already getting easier. I'm two weeks in. It's, it's already getting easier. And, but I don't like it. I'll be honest. I don't like it, but I force myself because it makes you stronger. Also, oh, what is that? It's like five uh, five episodes of twenty push-ups. I'm at. I mean, I can easily do twenty push-ups, no problem. So yeah, do five of that. Five might be a push, but yeah, I can easily do twenty in a, in a single setting. I switch it up. I use the stairs at my house because I have enough uh, enough an area in the front, so I'll I'll uh, put my feet up on different steps so that I get a bit of an uh, an incline, I guess. And so it makes it different i don't know if it makes it harder or easier it just makes it different to be honest which is good because it works out different muscles okay. in there. so are so you doing inclines or, or straights or declines that's, that's what you mean yeah like no, you know normal push-ups when your your toes are on the, on the floor but what i'll do is i'll put my my feet up on steps as well yeah. so it's more of a plank almost but if you were at the gym it's, it's essentially like an incline press yeah. as opposed to a straight press so yeah, I know what you mean. anyways, I, I just think time or? I do uh, 33, 34, 33 type thing. Oh, wow. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm also oh, yeah, a, a light guy. Three sets. That's right. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And um, I don't know. It's just, it's fun. And right now it's become a thing and my buddy in Miami is doing it. So <laughs> shout outs to Jan. And, oh, what and the hell my... else are we going to do here? Right. That's I mean, it. That's, that's May yeah. as well focus on what we can control, which is very little considering the, the gravity of the things we discussed. And I'm a big believer. And, and like you said, I'll get into this with some other guys, but uh, just focusing on, on improving you so you can deal with life, whether yeah. that's physical fitness, mental fitness, yeah. whatever it is. But it's the only thing we can do these days, man. Keep our heads yeah, on absolutely. straight. And um, intermittent fasting to boost your immune system. Fucking get an accidental six pack that you didn't even expect. I've been doing intermittent fasting for a whole year now, actually. There's a six pack underneath my two four. I'm sure of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, uh, XRP and stellar lumens. I hope so. I hope at a minimum. I I hope everyone uh, goes and buys uh, you know a few hundred of those. Takes it off their exchange. There's lots we didn't talk about. Maybe we can come back, but briefly. Don't leave your money on the exchange. There's going to be a banking holiday, a banking collapse. Um, 
Don't believe any of the bullshit about uh, 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 CDIC, Canadian Deposit Insurance Corporation. They're there to take your money. I've explained this whole thing before, the bank bail-ins. They're going to bail in your assets, including crypto, when they do custody, chain of custody for your crypto. They take all of that in and they give you worthless dollars. So if you do go and buy crypto, make sure you take it out of the exchange and you store it on a hardware wallet, like a, a ledger. Yeah, yeah. You go in and you, you install it on a, uh, a ledger wallet. It's like a physical wallet, this right? This guy right here. Okay, like this thing right here, Ledger uh, Nano X. Yeah. Or Nano S or a Trezor. It looks like a USB. Okay, one of these hardware thumb. wallets. Store it on here and it's off of the banking system. They can't get it. You own it. And when the collapse comes, you'll be fine. If you leave it on the exchange, it'll likely... Not definitely, but likely get bailed in and you'll lose all your money. Don't trust the banks. They're there to take your money away. That's a given. So I can't go and to it's bed not tonight. hard to figure out. It's pretty easy. Once you do it the first time, like I said, you can figure this out in a night. Once you figure it out, mm -hmm. that's why I say, you know, seniors or whoever will figure out how to get money on digital identity on your phone or whatever. When they realize they have to figure it out, they'll figure it out. It's not that hard. Let's hope for the best, bro. <laughs> or we just do more money printing, buddy. Yeah. We just print the money on and on and on, and uh, it becomes Venezuela, Canada. Venezuela, Canada. How so? What does that mean? Well, Venezuela, right? The, the Zimbabwe, Venezuela. That's all they did. They, they printed money until it just collapsed. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's coming. It's just a matter of when. It's just, it's, it's uh, the further you kick this, like you can, I can hear the people now saying, well, this is just another event and it, we will recover from this. This is not like just another event. No time in the history of recorded history that we, that we can recall mm -hmm. have we been forced to stay at home. Have they shut down international travel and shut down all these measures and rolled out social distancing? This is not like anything we've ever seen. Yeah. So you can't use, oh, this will be okay, like 2007, and we'll be back to work in three or four months. Okay, I hope so. But don't rely on that. Take 500 bucks, go buy some XRP or Stellar Lumens, just do a little bit of research, your due diligence, not financial advice. Go do your research. The $500 is worth buying your future. Because if what I'm telling you, what I've been told comes true, holy shit, man. At least you have uh, a leg into the future and you've protected yourself somehow. Yeah. If you don't do it. And buy it on a credit card. I don't give a shit. Just go buy it. Do it. But if you don't do it, and what I'm saying does come to pass, you have no other options because you can't get it then. Then you're forced into the breadcrumbs and forced to do whatever it is that they want you to do to generate that currency. And I don't know what that is, but it's definitely not capitalism. Hmm. Unless you own a company generating that 
currency at that time. That's just the way it's going to go down, guys. Don't believe me? Take a look at what's going on. I feel sorry for the Mavadis and the, the mom-and-pop restaurants and the large corporate chains and stuff like that. Like, look at what's going on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, everything has changed in a matter of, you know, a small group of people have shut down the entire planet. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but not enough people are dying in my head to justify what is going on here today. So that's why I've taken the far, far extreme position that I, I'm standing by that I think this is what's going on. This mm-hmm. is engineered. It's a bioweapon. They're bringing in a new financial system. The time is now. Get on the train before it leaves the station and you're left back there, you know, being the luggage carrier. So do it now. And you may uh, generate a very, very healthy future for yourself and your family. Yeah. Well, that's some good food for thought. Definitely things to explore and and research to do. You know, like don't take our words for. I just want to close on yeah, this. Don't yeah, take like, our fucking word for yeah, anything absolutely. we said. I work for it. Like, I spend like eight hours a day watching stuff, looking at stuff. Right. Eight hours a day, day in day out. Don't. And I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. I spend a long time doing this, guys. Every day, day in day out. Uh, Fifty-six hours a week, easy. Yeah. Um, watching stuff, researching it. Uh, trying to follow a very fluid, dynamic, changing ecosystem. Yeah. And uh, trying to keep on track of it and stuff. So, Well, that's what I was saying uh, is, is people have access now to research this stuff. That's what I was saying. Don't yeah. listen to us. We're just two randoms yeah. talking about it. Well, our opinions could be right. completely off or completely that's on. Right. Who knows? Right. But the point is, is everyone has the capability and the tools at their disposal to educate their own opinion so they can form that opinion and then decide on that 500 bucks in xrp could maybe save your life maybe that's a good decision even if it's completely false and doesn't pan out but maybe that's a good decision because of all of the things we've outlined up till now yeah exactly so like i said i mean like you know if bitcoin were to get to a million dollars or when it does you have to think about how it would get there and what has to happen for it to get there. Yeah. The current, the current system has to fall. Dollars, the old, and the old system is still in place. Well, the old system means bread is going to be worth like $40 or not worth, but asking $40 or more per loaf of bread. Mm-hmm. It's hyperinflation. You don't understand that? Go take a look at what happened with Venezuela or Zimbabwe and get an understanding of hyperinflation. Go take a look at Russia, what happened with hyperinflation. Mm-hmm. It takes off like this, and there's only one way, and that is complete death when it gets to the top. That's what we're on. We're down here. It's coming. They're going to print the shit out of our money. Okay? And they're going to keep you home longer and longer and longer, 18 months, 24 months, whatever the case it is. They are not letting go. The elite that are running the system will not let go until they win. But they then there will be mass riots without remote viewing. Just just the on that sentence, saw mass riots. Okay, they saw the mass riots. No, I coming. know, but what I'm saying, even without remote viewing, just based on 
what you just said. Yeah, There's, of course, absolutely. I'm one month in. I'm absolutely. tired of being at home. I'm sure everyone feels the fucking exact same way. Just people are politically correct about it. Well, I think everyone's uh, fucking you know, tired of this what, shit. What, one of the things I want to end with, I, I, I may be mentioning this or not, but uh, I mentioned this to somebody else. I went to the grocery store today. And I saw all these girls all dressed up and everything else because they don't want to be wearing a mask. They're five weeks in. And socially, they need to get out. They want to show, like we've all seen the videos, right? You know what I'm talking about? We've the all yo- seen the videos where they're showing themselves. So they are feeling cooped up for five weeks. They want to get out. They do up their hair. They put on their makeup. They dress up nice just to go grocery shopping. They don't want to be wearing a mask. This is, and this is only five weeks in. Yeah. That's that human psychology kicking in. Yeah. Imagine yeah. what it's going to be like, the human psyche kicking in. Imagine what it's going to be like, you know, eight weeks, 10 weeks, 20 weeks down the road. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No social dating, no dating at all. Like, like, the, the, like we're entering a lot of unknown territory here where we're not comfortable with parents that have to teach their kids at home. What the hell? Yeah. Like this is this is very hard. Okay, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. And sixty-seven percent of the of the mental health drugs sold in the United States, sixty-seven percent of them, or pardon me, I think I got the stat wrong. Sixty-seven percent of the ingredients for mental health drugs come from China, and those mm. shipments are not coming in. So. In other words, they cannot manufacture that mental health drug. Right. Uh, So that means we're about to hit a wave of a massive number of people that are on mental health, and that's at least 25%. According to the 2010 stat, it was 16% of men and I think 21% of women 10 years ago were taking some form of mental health pill or emotion, mental emotional issues 10 years ago. So now that's one in four people today mm-hmm. that are not going to get their pill after the 90-day just-in-time delivery system dies. Holy shit, what does that mean? Yeah. It's going to be opportunities for new industries to emerge. Um, and I know there's there's work being done right now, and, but it's it's the progress won't be immediate. Um, but I don't think opioids are the answer or pills or for some people they're useful, but, um, yeah, if pills stop coming from China, that's bad. If that many of them, how many, yeah, 75%? The ingredients that they use, yeah. The ingredients they use to make the pill, right? As long as we understand that. The Fentanyl? They use to Is that what you're talking pill. about? No, no, no. no I'm yeah. talking about the ingredients that they use to make the pills in, in the United States. Okay. So, uh, okay. Gotcha. Like GlaxoSmithKline or whatever right, right, the right. hell it is, right? So whatever they make. Uh, um, the basic components uh, that go into the overall product. Uh, yeah, I got gotcha. Just the basic components. Yeah. yeah. Right on. Right? Right on. I'm not, you know, I'm not talking about you know, car parts or anything else. I'm just talking about just mental health pills. Yeah. Right? So, like, you know, question yourself, what caused that guy in the United States, in, in Nova Scotia to, to snap? I mean, that's nothing new, but... That's not you know, that's COVID. It is. I'm from that area. But, that is completely off the chart. For somebody yeah. in that area to snap like that, oh, yeah. go and make your own car 
that would look like RCMP and pull people over and kill them? It was extremely, wow. extremely premeditated. Like extremely, extremely premeditated. Yeah. Right. So, so yeah, maybe it's a random event. Uh, you know, it's a tragedy, now, nevertheless, I'm, man. Pe- people are dealing bird. with enough shit. Now you got like crazy no. killers yeah. running around, and I hope we don't get yeah. to the riots, man. I listen, 100 push ups a day, 100 days, 100 push ups a day, and a subscription to privatized security. Privatized security, and everyone should look into <laughs> investing five hundred dollars into cryptocurrencies for the sake there of the future. How's how's that for a for a wrap up? Absolutely. Put you a know? fucking bow tie on this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Put some positivity on this, man. <laughs> Dave, man, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for coming on. I honestly I learned so much. Thanks. And uh, I'm sure we'll have more of these conversations because uh, I got more things to talk to you about. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There's a lot we didn't talk about, but yeah. we'll, we'll take some notes. And this is dynamic, right? It's changing. It's evolving. Yeah. Um, so the next 30 days will determine how uh, how on target we are. And yeah. uh, we'll see. You know, keep your eye on, on those cryptocurrencies I mentioned. And uh, and. and the money printing machine it's going to kick in they're going to start giving away more free cash so hmm. take that free cash and go buy your crypto boom really yeah. take it yeah take it if they're going to offer it take it go buy crypto get the crypto on your own wallet and be happy yeah good way to end it give me yeah. a give me a virtual fist bump here this COVID uh, socially go. isolated. Chris, oh, it's yeah. There's Thank a you very much, man. <laughs> it was Thank a pleasure, you. man. R- really fun. It's been my pleasure. Thank you so much. All right, we reached the end of this audio-only version of the show, and I hope you enjoyed it. If so, please share it out with others that you think would also enjoy it. And if you could leave me a five-star review, I would totally appreciate that because it's going to help me get some traction and get this thing off the ground. Now, in case you can't get enough of Dave or me, hit up One Hour In Podcast on the tube at youtube.com slash one hour in, spelled out long, because we kept the cameras rolling and our mouths babbling after the show was done, which means footage from the cutting room floor ended up as the bonus scene. And just so you know where I'm coming from, because I've often suggested to go on YouTube for this podcast, it's because a large part of the production effort goes into the visual appeal and... Uh, you know, to make it more engaging and distinct from the straight split screen recordings that have become so popular as of late. So thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate your listening ears. Stay physically and mentally fit so you can make good decisions for yourself, for your family, for your loved ones. And I'll see you guys on the next one. All right. Cheers, guys. Have a good week.